Slay la vie, mon ami. And welcome back to another episode of Miss Congeniality, but this time we're live from London Town. Live from London. With Ronnie from Paris. Let's do it. Guys, we are, we've been planning this episode for quite some time. Like, I will say, this has been a concerted effort. We've We've done some heavy lifting. Yeah, I think also it's like an effort that we didn't even know was going on for a long time. Yeah, like we were just... We've been compiling some thoughts for a while now. Yeah, and I just want you guys to know this is unfettered, unfiltered, and unproblematic. Like... Unproblematic remains to be seen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, like, not intentionally problematic. Yeah. Um, And if that ever gets taken out of context, you're all... Lo- losers like all big fat Guys, losers i'm a normal person you can't cancel me okay <laughs> please <laughs> wait they won't cancel you like it's me they would cancel <laughs> um anyway though we're in london a lot of you guys were messaging me like talk about london on the podcast we've been here for well veronica lives here if you guys don't know veronica's like quick recap i don't know why the fuck this would be the first episode you listen to but if it happens to be, Veronica is my best friend. She lives in London. There's a, two episodes with her out already. She comes on the podcast about monthly. And if you're interested in, like, her backstory, the first episode that she's featured on, we go through the whole thing. So I don't want to see any DMs, like, who is Veronica? Who even is Ronnie? Yeah, like, if you don't know, now you know, okay? But we're really excited. We're going to talk about all of our pop culture faves. And, yeah, I think... I think we should do, like, a London and trip recap on a separate episode. Yeah. Like, that we record at home or something. Because, at home Jersey, because I just feel like there's too much to discuss today. There's a lot, and the trip's not over yet. Exactly. We just got to London. We were in Paris. Paris was really fun. It is, like, cold. Big cold front. Huge cold front. Chilly energy, chilly vibes. Chilly energy, chilly vibes. Um, we're seeing Matilda. What was colder, the weather or the Parisians to us? Were you silent or were you silenced? Yeah, it is a good question. I would say, okay, I think when people like hate Americans, I'm fine with that. Because yeah. I think I'm allowed, I find personal comfort in, like, a good good old-fashioned American vibe. So when I was in Paris, <laughs> I, like, heard a bitch, like, speaking English in an American accent. I was like, oh, solidarity, sister. Yeah. If they were being, like, normal and unproblematic. Or if I see, like, a bag of Cheetos that isn't, like, written in French, I'm like, oh, like, home. Like, it's just comforting. Home. You know what I mean? But I understand why people fucking hate us, and I think that they're allowed to. So I think the weather was colder. I think the weather was colder. Sometimes when I go to Paris, I do experience the um, aloof energy, the standoffish, how do you even say it? Standoffish. Standoffishness of the Parisians, but um, not this time. Sometimes it's hit or miss. I'm also, like, hot take. I'm okay with people being rude and upfront, like... I hate people who are fake nice. Like, I cannot stand someone who's, like, sugarcoating things. Like, if you're mean, be mean to my face and be rude. Yeah. Well, my only, like, the only caveat I have to say to that is that Paris is, like, perhaps one of the largest tourist destinations in the world, if not, like, the largest. So, for me, it's just, like, if you're French and you choose to live in Paris, you know the vibes. You know that that's a tourist destination. So then, do you really have legs to stand on when it comes to interacting with tourists who You're don't so speak right. French? The other thing is that 
I was really noticing like more so than anywhere else that like you will be walking down the street and you will hear like English spoken by Americans, English spoken by like English people, you'll hear Italian, Spanish, like Mandarin, like literally you hear every language. There are so many fucking people from so many fucking different places. Like it's crazy. So like most of the people in Paris at any given moment don't speak French. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also we're like kind of hitting a wall in our travels now because I think like we were like go, go, go in Paris and then we got back here last night and we stayed up like pretty late. And then this morning, Veronica's, like, heat was broken. But it actually wasn't broken. It's just, like, every three to six months. <laughs> no. Guys, please send me a DM if anyone knows what the anything fuck about this. Is. But basically, my boiler was broken, and the guy comes to fix it, the plumber. At 8 a.m. At 8 a.m. Woke me up. So annoying. We were like, what? <laughs> I was literally so mad when that Wait, happened. I didn't know what to do either, because I was sleeping on her couch, which is a really nice couch, and... So I'm, like, out in our living room. Wait, hold on, pause. Let me just say I offered her the bed. I'm not She offered She offered the bed, but, like, I'm down for the couch. The couch is, like, more comfortable than my bed in New York City. So, I mean, I don't have a headboard like <laughs> most things are. <laughs> but um, I also never sleep in it. But he, like, rang up, and I was like, well, what the fuck do I do? Like, I have options. Like, And he rang up, and, like, her door, like, her apartment door is close to the street. So, like, the minute I let him in, he was coming right here. So, I was like, do I wake her? Is she going to get up? I was, like, waiting for rustling sounds. It was stressful. No, and then I, like, got out of bed. Like, I didn't have pants on. I have, like, my comforter, like, around my body just to answer this stupid buzzer. I was so annoyed. But whatever. He came, he saw, he conquered, but he told me that I should expect my boiler to have this problem every three to six months, and every three to six months, when it breaks, he'll come back and fix it. I'm sorry, what? Does, if anyone knows... No, that's, I think that there's, like, that's, like, a fake thing, like, do you know, okay, no hate to the guy, like, he, it's not his fault, like, don't shoot the messenger, I just don't know if it's a real thing. Like, I think there must be a larger problem that they're choosing not not to fix because it's expensive or something. I, I could be no, wrong. No, but he's, he, I don't even think that. He was so, like. Oh, this is a thing. I heard Oh, yeah. That. Like, these, he was, like, the com- the combustion boiler. I don't know. He, like, explained to me what type of boiler I have and was, like, yeah, and those types of boilers have these problems. So I just think my landlord put in a shitty boiler. Like, I don't think there's, like, some big conspiracy. I think my landlord just sucks. And also, guys, I was telling Eli this story tonight. In order for me to move into my flat... This is so funny. I had to... My landlord, like, my landlady... Landlady. (laughs) (laughs) Landlady. My landlady took me to lunch because she needed to, quote, unquote suss out my vibe that's actually not a quote i but that's what she wanted to do she had to suss out my vibe and she figure paid out for lunch if she wanted me to move in here but she did pay for lunch i had soup but yeah she's a real interesting woman and she put a shitty boiler in my flat so and the thing about the flat is that if it wasn't for the shit boiler like me personally i would stay here for five years it's so fucking nice no i want to stay here forever i love it but, sorry, Miss Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Landlady. Lady. <laughs> lady. I need lady. a new boiler. But it's yeah. so annoying, too, because I would, like, I'm like, hey, I'll pay for a new boiler to be put in, but you're, like, not allowed to do that as a tenant. 
you can't like replace appliances. Can you paint on the walls? Just like a separate question. Like, I guess I could paint the walls if I painted them back. But like... Oh, I just remembered something insane and I need to tell this story on TikTok. But when I was um, like a junior in college, Allie and I lived with these random people and it ended up being three boys, but in the beginning it was two boys and a girl. And like they're strangers, it's a long story as to why. But we were like moving in on like a Thursday and we had... Have you ever told like the ending of this? No, I've never told the whole thing because like Like, I just haven't... the drama? Yeah, I haven't like figured out a way to accomplish it properly, but effectively we were moving in on a Thursday and like the other three people moved in on a Tuesday. So it was the two guys that ended up staying in this girl. Let's just call her Sarah. Her name was not Sarah for like confidentiality purposes. So we followed them on Instagram because like we get their names and shit and they're, they're obviously strangers to us in a five bedroom apartment. And Sarah, then we all like make a group chat and Sarah's like, what do you guys think about painting the walls black? And we're like, we actually think that's, <laughs> we're like, we actually think that's the worst idea. It's we're like, living in yeah. this apartment for nine months. You know, Sarah, now that you mention it, what do I think about painting the walls black? I think you're no. a fucking idiot and no. you're not no. doing that. And so, like, I'm literally writing it down. Also, top. like, if you paint the walls in a place you're renting, you have to paint them yeah. back. Yeah, so that's the thing. Or like, pay to have we just were like, back. We were like, we don't know you. We do not want to deal with any, like... Like, who knows what could happen? Like, Sarah could then refuse to paint the wall back. Then we're all getting charged. Then it's a legal thing. Like, we were just like, if you want to do that in your own bedroom, that's, like, your name on the lease, you can. But, like, we don't understand, like, why you would paint the wall in our apartment black. Like, why are you going to do that? You will have to paint back. She's like, I would paint it back. We're like, yeah, but, like, we're not agreeing to this. Like, we don't think it's a good idea. We also don't know you. Like... This isn't, like, a kumbaya moment. Like, we're all just trying to live in this apartment because, like, shit went down with our former living situation. So she does, she's like, okay. And then she's like, well, I just want to let you guys know again, like, in case this sways your decision, it would be chalkboard paint, like, so that we could have a wall chalkboard. And Allie and I are like, we don't know you guys. Like, we don't. Wait, but now, like, hearing that it's chalkboard paint, I'm kind of more on board with no, it. No, no. <laughs> so we're like, we fucking don't want a chalkboard wall at all like we don't know you we don't want to like sit around and write things on the wall like maybe we'll become friends but like it didn't really seem like it was going in that direction and it really didn't um for like we'll get there so then we're like listen like why don't we like meet each other first like we don't know each other and like we really don't want to have to like paint the wall back like again like if you want a chalkboard wall you should really do it in your own bedroom like that would be super cute but like in the common space, we just think, like, it would be a better idea if we just left things and, like, all agreed upon it. And she goes, okay. Ten hours later, she is on Instagram story painting our kitchen walls black with chalkboard paint. And we're like, dude, what the fuck? It started off on such a bad leg, and then she ended up having a manic break, which was, like, really sad on the first night in our apartment, and it was, like, very scary, and we were, like, potentially liable for, like, dangerous, harmful, violent actions. So scary. She was perpetuating against all of us in the apartment, even though we had never met her before, and, like, obviously, that's why I'm, like, not saying her name or anything, and we had to go to the landlord and, like, have, and talk with her, and she moved out. It was, like, this whole thing, and, like, I obviously feel bad for her. Like, mental health is not a joke, but also, like, we couldn't have lived with her. Like, she definitely was going through something, and yeah. But it was insane, and it reminds me of that whenever you said you can't 
you have to paint the walls back because we were like, why would we paint the walls in this apartment when we're leaving in nine months? And if it was something that, like, my best friend really, really wanted to do and promised she painted back, sure, but, like, a stranger, I don't really know. And then, of course, like, this stranger ended up being someone that definitely wasn't in the right state of mind that she would have painted them back. But she, um, then we had a chalkboard walls in our kitchen for the whole year. And the landlord ended up, like, hiring someone to paint them back at the end of the year because we were like, oh, by the way, like, when the girl moved out, like, we didn't do that. She did. And so the landlord, like, agreed, like, we had to put a thing in our contract that she would hire someone to paint them back when we left. But you know what? We had a chalkboard for the whole year. Maybe the landlord should have taken Sarah to lunch to suss out her vibe. I don't know if that really happens in, like, an apartment building for, like, no, a thousand that doesn't happen. Students. That doesn't happen anywhere, ever. <laughs> I have asked Land around. Lady. I have friends who live in cities all over the world. I don't know anyone who has ever a vibe sussor? Had to do a vibe check with their landlord before they moved in. No, that's fair. That's I'm fair. like, did my paperwork give off bad vibes? I think it gave off American vibes. Yeah. But is that discrimination? It remains to be it seen. It remains to be seen. Okay. Anyway, guys. Let's get into it. We're just going to jump into it. Um, and that's what we're going to do. So... Yeah, um, we're just going to go through all the things that we want to talk about. We have a whole list of pop culture moments that changed our brain chemistry or pop culture individuals. And we're going to start with, like, the, the big three. And the first one of the big three is when Justin Bieber visited the Anne Frank house and his takeaway from his experience visiting that place was Anne Frank would have been a believer. And, like, you do have to ask yourself, was he wrong? <laughs> like, appropriate? I'd say no. no wrong? I don't oh know. Yeah, like, it definitely wasn't, like, an appropriate thing to say. Like, I just feel like... But, like... But, I, no, wait, this is my thing about it. Whether or not it was, like, sound off in the comments if you think it was right or wrong. But... My thing is, like, when I go somewhere like that, like, it's very reflectionary. Like, it's honestly pretty sad. It's, like, a moment to, like, just take a step back and, like, really think about how lucky you are and how insane, like, and how brave. And, like, so many different things are going through your mind and emotions and thoughts and, like, reflections. That is so far from one of them. But I think when you're that famous, everything only exists from your own point of view. Like... Everything only exists through its connection to yourself. Like, when you're that famous, like, your ego has to be huge. And, like, you just, you can't not be egotistical and conceited and all these things. for sure. So he goes to the Anne Frank house and he's like, how do I relate to this? It's not shocking that that is, like, his go-to thing. What I'm more shocked about is, like, I think it's just also, like, really goes to show how much, like, social media has changed. Like, I feel like today celebrities, like, can't tweet without a publicist being like, sure, go ahead. Yeah. And, like, back in the day, Justin Bieber could literally tweet, like, Anne Frank would have been a believer. Did and, he like, tweet it? That's how yeah, that came out? I'm pretty sure it was a tweet. Look it up. Fact Let's check. Look it up. Fact check. But this is my thing, because I want to know the vessel with which that was communicated to the public, because if he said it out loud, I'm like, who the fuck would think that thought and then be like, you know what I should do? Say that out loud. And if he tweeted it, I feel the same way. Like, you could think that thought. <laughs> CNN.com. <laughs> That's where we're getting Okay, our we facts have credited from. sources. We have credited sources. 
Let's see. Oh no, it's worse. It's worse. He wrote it in the guest book. Oh. At the Anne Frank house! <laughs> guys, guys, you cannot fucking tell me that that is okay to do. That is really bad. Like, okay, so not only did he think that thought, not only did Wait, he definitely... Sorry, no, it gets even worse. Oh my god. After his time at the Anne Frank house, he had a concert the day before, and I think a concert the day after. They asked him about that day, and he described it to his fans on Twitter as a chill day. The day he visited the Anne Frank house was a chill day, where he scribbled down in the guest book. That Anne Frank would have been a believer. Oh my god. I don't god. know. Guys, that one, that's a that's a chart topper for me in terms of pop culture moments that changed my brain chemistry. But, like, the way that that thought could have been thunk and not communicated externally in any way, shape, or form, and the medium at which he chose to communicate it had to have been the worst. Did, like, Justin Bieber even go to high school, though? Like, Can come he even on. spell? Like, I swear, like, me plus you, I'm gonna tell you one time, was, like, I was, like... Like, how old? Like, six? Like, he was, what, like, 12? Like, I don't think he went to high school. Like, I'm not, like... Are you justifying Anne Frank would have been a believer with Justin Bieber doesn't have education? Like, uh, Veronica, like... I just feel like I... For me, that's one of those things that's just, like, stupid and funny. But, like, nowhere near cancelable offense when you, like, take everything into account. Like... He's an idiot. Like, yeah. And he was, like, in his, like, shithead era. You know what I mean? Like, his shithead I don't know. Era. We have more about him, but... So the second one is one of Veronica's personal favorites. I'm gonna let her explain it. Oh, my God. Okay, guys. <laughs> We're talking about the Demi Lovato dish. <laughs> so if you don't know about this, Demi you're, Lovato... You're not ready. ...was in... <laughs> An interview, and they asked her what her favorite dish is. I mean, a favorite meal, favorite food, favorite thing to snack, chow down on. And um, Demi Lovato deeply understands the question, misunderstands the question. And they respond with a mug, which is incredible. Truly show-stopping. They understand a performance. They understand no, playing but, a role. Okay, I now I'm going to be a Demi Lovato dish mug um, apologist. I would never in one bazillion years, especially not in the United States of America, say, what is your favorite dish? I would also probably think that the interviewer was talking about, like, silverware dish type thing. But a mug is not even okay, a dish. that's true, that's true. However, because... Before I would say, what is your favorite dish? I'd say, what is your favorite meal? What is your favorite food? What is your favorite thing to eat? What what's you order at a restaurant? Also, but regardless, mug is the wrong answer. What the is your right favorite dish? The right answer is a bowl that kind of looks like a plate, but it's also a plate that kind of looks like a bowl. That's Or mine is like the big salad plastic bowls that people throw up in and make really good greasy popcorn and also. Pause. What, do you have one? I have my favorite dish. You're getting it? I wish that... Okay, no, yeah, that makes sense. So this is the exact thing that she was just saying, that you could have pasta, soup, a salad, chicken, fish... No. Call in the caterpillar, whatever you want in it. A bowl that looks like a plate that looks like a bowl that looks like a plate. Like, that is the right answer. Or maybe a baby spoon. A mug? Like, no, what? yeah. 
Yeah. Also, like... I think they were under pressure. I think they were under pressure. Yeah, no, I definitely... I definitely think under pressure, but... The misunderstanding of the question, hysterical. And then choosing mug, even funnier. Like, are you kidding? Such a lame answer. But this lives on in my brain, guys. Like, whenever I can't fall asleep, I'm thinking about Demi Lovato. Maybe a mug. (laughs) And her justification was that you could put soup in it. And she's like, and it's warm, and it has, like, a little handle. Like, I'm like, okay. Like, so does a purse. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, it's so, it's one of those things, though, when I talk about it out loud, I, like, almost undo the funniness of the moment. Yeah. Like, when you deconstruct it, it's, like, not as, like, juicy. So look that one up. Look that one up. If you guys don't know about Demi Lovato Dish, get educated. Okay. Next up, this is one of my personal favorites, and I think this is one of those things, like, Everybody knows where they were when this happened. Like, everyone remembers the moment that John Travolta botched Adina Menzel's name at the Oscars before she went on to sing Let It Go and called her Adele Dazeem. And there are so many reasons why this one hits for me. The first one is, it's so far off her name. Like, it's not that... Like, clearly he didn't know who she was. Like, you can't know who... Like, that would be like calling John Travolta, like, like, it's like... Clearly he didn't know who she was and, like, couldn't memorize her name. The second thing is the fact that she had to go on and perform after hearing herself announced like that. Wait, but also the fact that the rest of the teleprompter he had no problem with. Like, he had no problem reading the rest of the script. Yeah. So the teleprompter shows her name. I don't understand. Like, even if you're not familiar with Adina Menzel, you can look and read the name and see that it's not Adele Dazeem. It's Adina, like, it's not, like, a hard name to pronounce, and typically for award shows, there are also rehearsals where every presenter goes on and rehearses presenting, so I don't know, like, did did he not show up to the rehearsal? No, I have questions, but honestly... I don't want answers. (laughs) The the bad thing about Adele Dazeem is now when I see pictures of Adina Menzel, I have to, like, really pause and, like, ask myself, like, what's real, what's fake, what is this bitch's name? Like, oh my god. So, I have a couple other things to say about her very quickly. Firstly, she, um, storied my meme. I made a meme, Little Miss Adele Dazeem, and she storied it. Like, she put it on her own story. No, she, though, I do have to say... She's a meta queen. She was a trooper after that whole thing. Like, you would think some people would be like, that's what not the my fuck? fucking name, yeah. you ass. But she was like, oh my god, no, Adele Dazeem slays. Like, she really <laughs> ate it up, which is how you have to be. Like My second thing about Adina Menzel that I need to make abundantly clear is that, so like, one time I said on TikTok, like, the thing about Leah Michelle is that she's a terrible person, like, as a lot of people have said. However, I've never heard a voice like that before. And half the comments were like, have you never heard of Adina Menzel? And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Have you guys ever listened to singing? Adina Menzel is a mezzo at best. Leah Michelle has one of the best fucking voices of our generation. Adina Menzel was never meant to play Alphaba, okay? Say what you want. Oh my it- god. This is getting scandalous. No, it wasn't her role. Did you even know that? It wasn't her role. She was a second choice. Oh, you meant like she literally wasn't meant no, to play Alphaba? No, 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 no. Was, she, oh. it, so, I thought you were being like, 
figurative. Like, Fi- no, no, I, no, no, I'm, no, I'm not being figurative. Like, she literally wasn't supposed to play it. I don't know if it was Eden Espinosa <laughs> or Shoshana Bean. Either whoever played Alphaba after Adina Menzel in the first, like, five Alphabas was cast as Alphaba originally, and something happened right before, and Adina Menzel was, like, plucked after doing Rent. She played Maureen. That is her role. There are roles for her. Maureen is one of them. You know what one of them also is? Rachel Berry's mom in Glee. Fucking yes. And it's like, she can sing. That's not her range. I am a strong believer that she's a very talented lady and that the the score of Wicked and the Alphaba track ruined her voice because it wasn't her, it's not made for her voice. Like, it's not even her voice part. And I, I, listen, like, I love the woman, like, I stand her to my death, to the day I die, but it infuriated me when people said that her and Rachel Berry sound the same, because they actually don't at all. Yeah, and I don't even, like, I don't know anything about the technicalities of singing, like. That is an impossible sport of saying it's a vocal marathon. The thing for me is, like, I think her voice is really interesting sounding. Yeah. And same with Kristen Chenoweth, so I think it was, like, a really good original Broadway cast, yeah. like, you know, for a new show, because they both sound interesting. It's not, yeah. you know, anything no, no, boring or that. anything, like, I'm gonna, that I'm, you've heard before. I'm 100% gonna agree with that, but then also you see Broadway people talking about their favorite alphabets, and not once has she mentioned, like, I'm gonna be so grave when I say that, like, when people talk about other iconic roles, typically the person to originate the role is mentioned, like, as... Yeah, but I also think sometimes, like... The original Broadway cast needs to serve the purpose of, like, bringing this attention, right? Like... Yeah. They don't need to be the best oh, one. Like, when and I'm not saying at, she was like, bad. I'm no, just saying no. it wasn't her role. But, like, even, like, Dear Evan Hansen. Like, I don't think Ben Platt's been the best Evan Hansen. But I think... And I think a lot of people would agree that he wasn't the best Evan Hansen. Mm. But I think he fulfilled this role of, like, bringing attention to the show. He was a great way to introduce the show to the public and, like, sometimes being in the original Broadway cast, I feel like, is about much more than just, like, being the best possible person they could have found for the role. Also, I want I want to just say, sorry, I just looked down at the list and I saw some that are going to make me, like, lose it. I just want to say this again about Wicked. Like, I'm not saying Adina Menzel is bad. I do love her and think she's incredibly talented. I, it just, she's not my favorite in the role, and I don't think she's meant to play that role. Anyways, though, I don't know if you guys know this, but the pe- her penultimate performance as Alphaba, meaning her second to last, she fell through a trap door and broke her ribs, and so her um, swing had to go on. She couldn't do her last performance, and I'm pretty sure, fact check me on this, please do, that they, that she came out and did Defying Gravity, like, on her crutches or something for her, like, technical last performance, but, like, couldn't play Alphaba. Like, her second to last performance ended up being... Her third to last performance ended up being her full last performance as Alphaba. Because in the second to last, she got, like, really fucking Oh, my God. Injured. She couldn't even complete the No. The her show. swing had to go on. It was, like, Wait. halfway through the show. Do you think they have the swings, like, ready to go in green makeup? I, I'm not sure. I'm going to say no because of how expensive that would be. Yeah. Also because I saw um, the Gloria Estefan musical On Your Feet when I was in high school. And they had a massive... Um, issue where one of the actors was getting sick and they had to have a swing go on and it was like this crazy thing like this was so fucked up like so there's a car accident like this is not a spoiler Gloria Estefan like got in a car accident there's like a car accident scene and then it's like a bunch of lighting cues and then it like ends up in a hospital with like the hospital bed and dim hospital lighting and it's like a cliffhanger like you don't know what happened and that 
scene, like, the, the hospital scene, like, comes up and, like, no one comes on stage. It's, like, 30 seconds, 45, a minute. You're, like, what the fuck? And then they, like, bring the house lights up and then they're, like, hello, everyone. Like, please, like, don't mind this five-minute break. And they, like, had to pause for five minutes to, like, get the swing. So I think... Wait, so like, they're ready, but, like, I, I think it depends on the show. I'd so, like... I want to be at that show. It was so crazy. No, oh my god! Like I missed my like, train home to Penn Station because it ended up being like a 10, 12 minute break, and like I, I was cutting it close with my train. Okay, that gives me anxiety. But, um, like, what a story to tell. Like, like as the swing or as me? No, no, no. As an audience member. <laughs> yeah. You're like, how was the show? You're like, well, let me fucking tell you. That's the only time I've like I've experienced a lot of like I've seen a lot of like professional theater. I've never been in professional theater, but I've worked on professional theater. So I did, like, growing up, tons of huge community theater in, like, New Jersey. Obviously, there are technically difficulties there because it's fun community theater. But I worked in regional (laughs) theater and Broadway. I have seen a lot of faux pas in theater. Like, people fumbling lines, voice cracks, set mistakes, people dropping props. Hot mics. I've seen it all. Yeah, hot mics on the backstage. Like, I have seen it all. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen on no, a professional like, theatrical production. I, like, I'm all about the story. Oh, I love it. I'm all about the story. I'm sure Adina Menzel... You know what? That's a lie. I was about to say, like, maybe she wouldn't have remembered the end like she does now. But... She definitely <laughs> would have remembered it. She definitely would have still remembered it, but... Um, but anyway... But what um, story? So we're gonna move on. I'm gonna let Veronica take this one. We want to talk a little bit about Wendy Williams... Oh my gosh, guys. Wendy P. Williams. If you don't know P, I don't even know what her middle name is. It does not start with a P. People call her Wendy P. Williams because of the shape of her body, which like, guys, we said this was going to be unproblematic and I said remains to be seen. I'm not co-signing the Wendy P. Williams. I'm just letting you know. That people do that. People do that. People do that. Body shaming. Wait, what people want, that's AirPod body type. That was like that whole viral TikTok thing. (laughs) <laughs> yes but like this was way before everyone was like oh sydney, sydney sweeney's hot yeah she's been wendy p williams since like 2016 like like this this predates euphoria tiktok covid wait but AirPods. wendy but she like, was the she was the original trailblazer like move over sydney no move before over sydney it was wendy so it was wendy p williams and she <laughs> is like, she's a, so funny to me. I honestly actually feel a bit bad talking about her because I don't th- I don't think she's doing that well. I don't know what's going down. I see clips here and there these days. I think there's some issues. I know her show is like done, which is sad, whatever. So let's not get into that. But there have been some iconic no, moments. The Jamie, the Britney Spears of well, it all. Well, yes. Also, when she let out a fart on live TV and then acted like it wasn't her. Incredible. Absolute genius on-camera work. The <laughs> death to all of them. <laughs> like, calling for the death No, she of got, so you guys don't know this, like, she's talking about the Spearses, like, everyone but Britney. And Britney's she goes, parents. She goes, death to all of them. And then she goes, <gasps> like, she, she, like, shocked she, herself. I guess it was just, like, a natural thing. It just came out, and she was so shocked that she had called for the death of these two people, but she wasn't wrong. Yeah. But she also, like, used to, like, yell at her audience members. Like, she was an icon. Like, an icon. that was, like, the amount of people that don't give her credit of being, like, the daytime television star that we needed at the time. Now I feel like she's been reduced to, like... One of those 
videos you see on TikTok where the top is like a clip from a TV show and the bottom they're making slime. Like, <laughs> like do you know what I'm talking about? No, I always see those. Where it's, it's like, like the two videos yeah, at once. it's like a TikTok, like it's like a pop culture thing on the other side. They're like making Christmas cookies like super fast. Yeah, and they're doing like, some okay. sort of activity with the hands always. But like But why? like that is now that. where Wendy Williams gets airtime. I don't know, but it's made me realize I have serious attention span issues. <laughs> I can't watch regular TV I have to now. be honest. I will watch an entire episode of Judge Judy in that format. <laughs> where it's like half Judge Judy, half like five minute crafts in one video. And I, I don't... I... Honestly, though, I do, like, evenly distribute my eyeball time between both. Oh, because like, I was Like, I'm checking say, in with both at the same I time. I was going to say I don't. Like, I tend to watch the Wendy Williams clip, and then every now and again I'm like, oh, I forgot they're making slime. No, see, I'm, like, really into the slime. Like, I would say, like, equal. Like, but, yeah, yeah I will watch, like, an entire episode of TV sure. through that format. So then when I go to watch regular TV... You're like, where's my slime? I fast forward 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 where's seconds. Where's my slime? Like, I am bored. And I'm like, wow, TikTok is really... My brain hurts. You know what the problem with us is? Like, typically, I don't know if this is true, but, like, we can say this. Like, one person who has ADHD probably shouldn't be, like, best, absolute best friends with another person who has ADHD. All of my friends have ADHD. No, because when we talk, we're, like, going... Like, imagine if we're walking down the street, and then we take a left, and then we take a right, and then we take a left, and, like, we forget where we were even going, and then, like, we're not even, like, where we started. But conversationally, no, like yeah. metaphorically. But you know what? And it's genius. Guys, I started taking meds for my ADHD again. Whatever. HIPAA. You don't need to know. Um, <laughs> HIPAA. HIPAA. It's like not what HIPAA means at all. But <laughs> anyways. Whatever. HIPAA. I'm just thing. saying that when people ask me like, super rude questions online when they're like are you and your boyfriend still together when you're like sorry HIPAA whatever. violation HIPAA. <laughs> fucking HIPAA violation you can't ask me that <laughs> my mom's like did you do the dishes I'm like you fucking bitch <laughs> HIPAA <laughs> violation anyways the biggest I do not see that many differences like it just like helps me get my school work done but the biggest difference it's not even a big difference, actually, <laughs> is that when I converse with people, I still cannot stay on one subject, <laughs> but I do have a better time remembering how the conversation started in the first place. So we'll get into a conversation, we'll go on 12 different tangents, and it'll be an hour later from when that conversation started. And you'll be like... And then it'll just come to like, me, and I'll oh, be like... Oh, we were talking about Cory Mania. <laughs> <laughs> That's not his name. Monty. Monty. <laughs> we were talking about him the other day. Yeah, no, but the way you, you just didn't correct me the other name. day. I guess you Did were you not listening. Did you say Cory Monty? Maybe I was being nice. <laughs> Hippa. 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 <laughs> no, but yeah, the one thing I will say is, I when I take my meds, I'm like, oh yeah, right. We were talking about how I found out my uncle was gay, and people were like, oh wow, like my friends have noticed. They're like, you, you're getting better. I'm like, wow, thanks so much, guys. Wait. My phone just recorded that in the text, like, type, type, speak to time, and it says, Pontius, wait, let me see, it says, Pontius Zim, mom, <laughs> I'm the other day, I guess you were being nice, HIPAA, the one thing I will say is I do what I say, oh yeah, 
No, stop. Every time. That's my brain. Every time I do, I do, like, what is it? Text-to-speech, speech-to-text, whatever the fuck. It never recognizes what I'm saying. And I send the text anyway. And I just, like, think that people will be able to, like, decode. And everyone's like, what? Like, Wait, no. Have you ever, um, sent it, like, have you ever accidentally, like, recorded a full conversation that you were, like, having about someone and then oh my sent God. it to someone? If I'm person? talking shit, I will literally put my phone in the no, other Veronica, room. one Because I am so terrified. Guys, my phone, my guys, phone is gonna have a mind of its own. No. Record my shit-talking moment. Well, was... Send it to the person <laughs> I'm talking about. My phone goes in the other room. Locked box. Turn it off, actually. Throw it Throw away. <laughs> um, when I was in high school, I was with my friend and... We were um, chatting about our other friend, and we were like, her boyfriend is so mean to her. Like, he hates her. Like, we were honestly, like, sticking up for her, but, like, we, it was still, like, I didn't want her to know we were doing it. Wait, I was, can, you, can you beep the names? Um, I can just, like, write it down on my phone right now so you can know. Wait. Sorry, so, guys. I need the tea. I was talking to this person. Okay. About this person. Yes. Um... I forget who she was dating. Somebody that didn't go to our high school. It was like her first relationship. Okay. Um, and I was, we were just saying like, he's so mean to her and she had been considering dumping him and we're like, he, she, he doesn't even like her. And then the other girl that I was talking to was like, no, he told me he doesn't even like her. And like, this is the reason why he's with her. And we were like, oh my God, we have to like find a way to nicely confront her about this. And like, I recorded the entire thing. Like not talk to type. I like voice memoed it to her. Two minutes. I don't even know how I got out of that. Wait. I almost, that's my like, biggest fear. I almost, like, dropped out of high school. Like, Wait, in no, the, in the so 90 funny. seconds between sending that when I was 14 years old and her typing and coming back to me and not being mad about it and her being like, no, you're right. Like, thank you. Honestly, this was the best way you could have told me, like, I needed it to be ripped off like a band-aid. I also think she cried, but, like, other thing. Like, that was totally my bad. That 90 seconds was the worst 90 seconds of my life. I almost dropped out of RFH. Yeah, no, honestly, that is one of my biggest fears. Just because we were talking about trying to figure out how we were going to let her know that he said some stuff that was, like, super mean. But to be fair, it was recording a conversation where you were, like, vocalizing that She deserved better. Yeah, and, like, you have her best interests at heart. Yeah. I'm, like, worried my phone will, like, overhear me when I'm, like, she's a bitch anyway. (laughs) Like, (laughs) my phone's going to overhear that and be, like... Send to mom. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, the next one. Moving on. The Call Me Maybe Jelena YouTube video. Oh my god. It was a cultural reset. Guys, we've spoken about this a lot, but, like, I miss when, like, teen celebrities were just, like, teen celebrities. It's like, you know how kids today, like, don't have an awkward phase? That's actually so annoying. Yeah. Because I was just thinking about this one time that I went to New York City when I was 12 to go to the Empire State Building with, like, my friend and her mom, and I wore coral skinny jeans, like, the color coral, Those and were a gold in, shimmery cardigan, and a fedora, and, like, that was it. I had braces. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I saw someone, this might have been, like, a TikTok, <laughs> I saw someone say something really interesting about this once, but it was that, like, when you were younger, like... Let's say you or one of your friends had an older sister, right? But, like, there was, like, kind of an older person in your vicinity who you thought was cool. You'd have access to them, like, every once in a while. And you would kind of try your best to, like, emulate what they were doing. Yeah, you, like, wanted to be be, cool like that. You'd be late to the trend and you'd be, like, off from the trend, right? Yeah. And so that's why we had awkward stages. Today, kids today 
have access to social media, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, they don't need to emulate. They don't need to guess. They can buy the exact shit that people older than them are wearing. They can buy into the exact trend. They can copy the exact trend. But, like, so we just didn't have, like, the access to that information. My question is, like, where does it begin? Like, are there going to start being, like, infants, like, out the womb, like, with the Kylie lip kit? Because they saw, like, a three-year-old have it? Or, like, are we going to get that far? Like, when does it start? Like, our eight-year-olds yeah. on TikTok, like, I don't know. Like, I sometimes my For You page discovers, and it makes me so sad, like, ten-year-old, nine-year-old girls. And a lot of time it'll be, like, sleepover, like, last time we ate, Twizzler, like, beef jerky. Have you ever seen that? No, that's really horrifying. So though. there are these, like, accounts. And, oh, I like, mean, I don't think it's, like, a good trend, but I think it does explain that, like, phenomenon. That, yeah. like... It just makes me sad. No, it's definitely not I love when celebrities were just teen celebrities. But, yeah, so it's, like... You know, like, kids no longer have an awkward stage. They don't make music videos on YouTube. Celebrities, when they're teens, are no longer, like, hanging out in, like, big groups. I mean, I guess that's, like, that's what, like, influencer... Like, that's, like, the hype house, I guess. Yeah. But, like, like no, but the actual hype house, like, celebrities... they're actually cooler than me. Like, they have cooler stuff. They do cooler... No, and they're not, like, weird. But, no. like, why were celebrities, like, hanging out at someone's house, filming in, like, sepia on photo booth? on a MacBook making a music video. Oh like, my god, no, I'm sorry. The part where, like, the, like, bridge part where, like, Selena and Justin get really close to kissing and then Ashley Tisdale pushes them apart. Like, no. that was fucking iconic. Also, like, do we think they were, like, drunk and, like, doing coke? Or were they just, like, being like, let's make a music video? Don't ruin it for me. Hip-hop. No, I won't. I won't. HIPAA violation. But, yeah, like, <laughs> I just, like, you know, I want, like, who's a teen celebrity? Like, we need, like, Sadie Sink and Olivia Rodrigo to, like... Sadie Sink is a teenager? Yeah, I think she's, like, 19. Fact check. 19 or 20. She's gorge. She's gorgeous. Um, she's amazing. No, I want, but, like, like, Jenna Ortega and Olivia Rodrigo and, like, um... Nepo Baby, that's her friend. Maud Apatow. To all get together and, like, just make a video on YouTube. So Sadie Sink turned 20 in April. Okay, so she's a child. Not actually, but she's, like, a baby. I, no, I want them to, like... I want them to hang out and, like, make a YouTube video with, like... And I want it to be stupid, and I want it to like be, like, Conan, kind of with cringy. With, like, Conan. Yeah, he's, like, a bit older, though. Oh. But, like, you... With, like, I don't know who. I don't even know who they are, because, like, I'm just not involved in that way, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my god, I, I but also the YouTube that. era, like, celebrities on YouTube back in the day, like... like Kylie. No, King when, Kylie. No, when Demi and Selena, like, made that, like, video, and then Miley and, like, her friend Mandy were, like, making fun of them. Yeah. Like, why was the drama happening on YouTube from videos it's filmed just because, like, we were on, on Photo Booth? Like, it was, it was just amazing. Everything. Speaking of Disney Channel stars and teens being teens... Debbie Ryan, we're going to make history tonight about the film Radio Rebel. First of all, Debbie Ryan was set up for icon status. Yeah. Let's just talk about that. Her breakout role, Sweet Life on Deck. What was she in? Her plot line on Sweet Life on Deck, episode one, is that she comes in dressed as a boy. Her name is Bailey, so it was like gender neutral because she lives on a farm in Kansas. Oh my God. This is the craziest thing because I was like what kind of farm because I don't think this was like mom and pop backyard farm like I think this was like billionaire kind of farming venture because how did they have the money to send her to the sweet life on deck deck. deck. like that was probably a very expensive situation so I think she probably 
had that farming dough, that farming money. The cash cow. The cash cow, exactly. But they only have spots left for boys. So she lies and Wait, pretends. that's like so fucking weird and sexist that like there was a gender split happening. Well, on because the... they have dorm rooms. So they only have a certain amount of beds. But that's like very binary of them. So if they, well, they're children. So? Yeah, but like. But like it's, it's 2008. It's 2008 and they're kids. <laughs> they're not like, oh, okay, like. <laughs> like, oh, non-binary slay. Like, let's put everyone in mixed rooms. Well, that's what they should have done. Well, yeah, but, okay, Bailey's from a farm in Kansas, all right? All right, right. stop. (laughs) So, anyways, Bailey's from this farm, and she shows up, and she has on, like, a backwards cap and, like, basketball shorts and, like, a big hoodie, and she's like, yo, like, I'm Bailey, bro. And, like, she lives with Zach, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Guys, I only know this because I got COVID, like, a year ago for the third time, so annoying, and I rewatched Sweet Life on Deck season one. As, like, my COVID activity, which was so fun. But so, yeah, she... Episode one, and then they find out that she's actually a girl, so she has to move in with London, and it's, like, a whole thing. But the only reason she can move in with London is because London had a roommate who she bribed to leave the ship because she wanted her own room. London was such a fucking slay. No, she really was. Also, the fact that she was, like, a spoof off of Paris Hilton. Didn't know that until, like, last week, to be Yeah, honest. London tipped in Paris Hilton. But another really, Wait, I really also didn't know thing. that Paris Hilton was, like, from the Hilton. I didn't know she was, like, an heir to the Hilton fortune until, like, a month ago. I'm just being honest. Like, I don't lie to my audience. <laughs> Maybe you should. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, no, but I thought that show, like, when you look back, like, kind of crazy. Like, the way they took, like, the, like, young, like, Asian actress who, like, typically, like, would be put in, like, the nerd role and made her, like, the, like, popular airhead and the way they took, like, the white blonde girl who would normally be, like, the popular bitchy, like, stupid dumb blonde and made her, like, The the nerd was, like... Very interesting and I think bold for the time because that's that was that way from like OG Sweet Life. Yeah. But so regardless, Debbie Ryan, like that was an iconic role on an iconic show. They said, oh, let's take the format of Sweet Life and put it on a yacht. Wait. On a cruise also, ship. Also, sorry for the background noise, but I think it adds a little bit of spice. Yeah, there are sirens in the big city. But yeah, then she like got to play Bailey. She got to date Cody. Like she was the new... Disney Channel darling. They gave her Radio Rebel. No, they gave her Then Jessie. she got Jessie. I think, I don't know what came first, but What did she say again on the Radio Rebel red carpet? You she's like, it? I marched into the president's office and I told him I wanted to make history and that's what we're doing here tonight. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, like history, like you are solidified as a meme forever for this. Like, this is amazing. I saw her in person at an influencer event and like, I really wanted to, like, approach her and be like, listen, like, I'm a fan. Because, like, I was a Disney Channel kid. Like, I grew up on those shows. I've ironically watched them through college. And I I wanted to tell her. But, like, I didn't have the guts. Like, and I honestly was starstruck by her. She seems really cool. Like, every time I see, like, her Instagram and stuff. She's hot. Yeah. Really hot. And, like, just seems like good vibes. But she wanted to make history. And that's what they did there that night. All right. Well, we got another one. Miss Bridget Mendler. Okay. Princess of MIT. 
She is like so fucking cool. Ready or not, here I come. Wait, the way you know the song like Hurricane. Wait, and she's doing sorry, her one rap. second. Debbie Ryan has nearly seventeen million followers on Instagram. Yeah, she was like super famous. I just like that's like a lot. Like she hasn't done any. No, she's been in stuff since. She's just she like she's in, gorgeous. She was in that like movie where like I think she like had to wear a fat suit. That's like not. Do you a... remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, that movie was canceled as it should have been. Um, insatiable. Oof. That was. That is not good. No, that that movie that is not to be sound good. No, it was a TV show. Eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I watched some of it just to like see what the discussion was about, and it was like heinous. Oh my god. Okay, back to Bridget. Okay, Bridget Mendler, like she's a genius. She's so cool. Apparently, she's doing her PhD about like protecting children on social media like I don't know how true that is or if that was just like an internet rumor but like I'm choosing to believe it it's my truth like she's so fucking cool but what I was gonna say is do you know that song hurricane standing in the eye of a hurricane where she does the rap in the British accent yes it's because her ex-boyfriend left her for a girl who was British so she's, like, doing the rap to make fun of her. Stop. Which is iconic. Like, she's an icon. Wait, also, Bridget Mendler is not on Instagram. Well, because she's busy getting, like, a PhD. She's on LinkedIn, though. She is on LinkedIn. And, like, you know what? I love Wait, her. Wait, also, Lemonade Mouth was the best Disney Channel original. I'm so sorry. Like, fuck everyone who disagrees. <coughs> Sorry, I was looking at what Bridget Mendler's been in, and she was in The Click. Remember, she's oh in The Click? Oh my god, iconic! I read all those books. Like, Color is job. trying to make it on TikTok. I think she's actually succeeding, too. No, I don't think it's Color. It's Dylan, the, Both them. the ginger. Both them. Oh my god, no way. No, and like, honestly, do you ever feel like you owe your career to Massey Block because of the State of the Unions? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. As you should. No, as I should. I will say, though, a lot of the stuff I do on social media, like, so I, in college, and, like, they're not really up anymore because I, like, took down, because I, as much as I post now, is like, practically, like, I posted, like, 80% as much as I post now as I posted in college on my grid. Like, I post, like, every day on the grid in college. I just, like, loved posting. And every month I would do, like, this is December, this is September, and it would kind of be, like, a roundup of, like, my thoughts. So the in and out was, like, because of the click I saw a tweet about the click like and it inspired that but I was doing something similar always in college but I do owe my career to Massey yeah and specifically the click books well I read all of them like Mm -hmm. you know when like you have something that you're into and then your parents like don't really know who you are so it's like your birthday or Christmas so they like buy you something yeah mine was the click books the author also came out with another series of books and I can't remember what the plot line was. All I know is they were on an island that was shaped like an at sign. And, like, that's all I remember. I think it was, oh. like, a game show. I don't even know. But I read every single one of those books. And let me tell you, there was a lot. No, there's so many. There was, like, 50. There's I so read many. all of them. I loved them. OG fucking horse girl. But Bridget Mendler was in them, and she slayed. OG fucking horse girl. Okay. Next up. Coney 2012. 
Oh my Wait, no, god. No, so I need to start out with my story that I told Veronica at dinner last night and we were literally pissing our pants laughing. So we had in my history class Wait, sorry, let's just give like a little briefing. In case anyone doesn't know what Cody 2012 is, I highly recommend you go look up the video. But basically, this video A went YouTube video totally viral about some like dictator in uganda was it let's look it up so we're not spreading misinformation yeah i believe it was uganda and his name was coney joseph joseph coney and apparently by the time the youtube video went viral he was already like not in power okay yeah it's a 2012 american short documentary film produced by invisible children creators invisible children inc the purpose was to make Ugandan cult leader, war criminal, and fugitive Joseph Kony globally known so as to have him arrested by the end of 2012. Um, I want to see, like, what the... So, basically, the point of the video was, like, they do this documentary-style video and, like, inform the people about Kony, but then it was, like, Kony 2012 because it was, like, we're getting him by the end of the year... And it was, like, paint the town red. Like, there was going to be, like, Coney Day, where you could, like, go put stickers, like, all around town and, like, protest and, like, really mobilize, which, like, also kind of crazy. Like, looking back, the way, like, movements are not, like, getting any sort of attention like that these days, like, any sort of social movements, like, this had the whole world on pause. Yeah, also, like, no, it was, like, okay, he's still in, he's hiding out, okay, so, this is an update, um, from DW.com, like, I just want to let you guys know everything I just said was also from a website, um, he's been on the run since 2005, when they issued an arrest warrant, he's alive, he currently lives in the Sudanese region of Darfur and continues to give orders to his fighters. Well, that was, like, the big drama is that, like, the video comes out and everyone thought he was, like, in Uganda in power, like, not in hiding. So then, like, the people who made the video kind of got, like, discredited because everyone was like, well, oh, you failed to mention that, like, they already, like, expelled him from the country. Like, he's already, like, gone and in hiding. Like, yeah, he's not arrested, but, like... Yeah, yeah. What's going on there? So, so that like, was, like, the drama. It was actually, though, like, really, like, it was really, like, eye-opening how much, like, how the video and, like, how that digital medium was able to get so many people on board, like, I have never seen before. But the specific funny thing about this, like, not that any of it is funny, but, like, the reaction that my middle school had. So they show us the video in history class, and this one kid is, like, my dad's a firefighter, and, like, a volunteer firefighter in a town that is one square mile long, by the way. And he, like, in fucking New Jersey. And he's like, I can I can tell my dad to tell the cops not to come if we, like, stage a protest. And it's like, we were 12. The cops weren't coming. The cops weren't coming. Wait, but also, We the went best to part. a field that was like, no, and we went. We made posters. Like, this is just, like, so fucking, like, delusional that, Wait, like... But- Like, the best part is, is that, guys, like, the field that they protested at is, like, not visible from the street. Like, you'd also have to be... You can let your dog off leash there. Yeah, like, you'd also have to be, like, in these fields to, like, witness the protest. So, it's like, who are the signs for? The protest was, like, 60 white 12-year-olds screaming, 
I'm not soul, but I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. Like that song, cause like that was the song was that in the, the documentary. The movement. That was the anthem in the video. Oh my god! At the end, when they like rolled the credits to like inspire people, and you know what? That video, that movement, like fuck that guy, like all of it is amazing. Like the fact that they were able to generate that much support, but like the way that this overtook the nation, and specifically like my middle school class said we decided to go protest in a field is, like, astounding to me. And I remembered it, like, it was a blip. No, but also, like, the way, like, there were problems we could have cared about and your school could have cared about much closer to home. (laughs) Like, no one ever did anything to help anyone. But Coney 2012, everyone was, like, call to action. Like, we are gonna get shit done. But it really, like... That was such a moment. Yeah, so basically the vid like the controversy around it was that the people that made the video I I'm I don't know literally anything about this. I'm just relaying things online. They face criticism for oversimplification of events in the region and they've been accused of slacktivism in which a person donates or takes actions that have little to no effect beyond making said person feel as if they contributed to a positive cause. Yeah, like, their whole thing was, like, go put stickers around your town. And I was, like, I'm changing the fucking world. I have a Coney 2012 sticker on my fucking MacBook. Like, so Harvard Business Review wrote an article about this. And basically it didn't combat the atrocities that the Ugandan military established. It did not give adequate weight to the fact that Coney is now outside of Uganda with a weakened force. It spent too much money on the film and media. It made it harder to capture him by spotlighting him. So that was, like, basically the criticism. And I think that what we decided to do is literally a reflection of that. Exactly. No, exactly. Like, everything that was wrong with the organization is everything that was wrong with your protest. (laughs) Like, (laughs) the parallels are Um, pretty clear. Anyways, guys, moving on to one of my personal favorites that I'm going to let Veronica take. The ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Oh my god. What the fuck? Okay, so basically the point of the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge was to raise awareness for ALS (laughs) because it's actually like a disease that I think like in my school growing up, unfortunately I went to a very small school and there was a classmate of mine, his mom had ALS and so we had like learned about it a lot in school and like held fundraisers as a school. So... Like, I knew about it, and I knew it to, like, be this, like, horrible disease. And then everyone's, like, ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, like, raise awareness. And the whole concept was that, like, when you dump a bucket of ice water on yourself for, like, a second, it, like, mimics how ALS feels. And I'm, like, I just, like, don't think that that's true. And, like, (laughs) I also think it's, like, a serious, like insults to like this horrible disease like it's nowhere near like what but the whole fucking world was dumping water on themselves and tagging people to do it also wait also did anybody like and sound off in the comments if you performatively did the als ice bucket challenge and posted it online did you do anything else so if you did let me know did the als ice bucket challenge and like i said we did like do stuff as a school like we had a yeah, carnival yeah, yeah. and stuff so I only through like happenstance had done other like volunteer work and stuff yeah connected to ALS but like 
no one online, there was no like call to donate. Like, it wasn't, like, dump this water on yourself, tag three friends, and yeah. donate $3. Like, yeah. there was there was no call to action. It was just, like, dump water on yourself and tag three friends. And so, also, like, there was no real explanation There was of, also like, no education behind it. Like, exactly. nobody, like, a lot of times these days when there's things like that, the captions have resources and, yeah. like, a personal anecdote and, like, some example of what the thing, what the disease or the cause is. But it was also, like, the crazy way. I'm not really sure, but my, like, big takeaway from that was, like, how it became, like, a popularity thing. Like, you cared who was doing it and tagging you, and it was also very, like, important who you tagged. You know how, like, yeah. someone would nominate you? And if you, you got, wanted to be like, nominated by someone cool. No, it, I would be like, thank you, Eli, for the nomination. Also, Veronica, it was so <coughs> similar to, like, getting chosen for a sport in gym class. Like, I was so close. Like, I don't think I got, like, a tag for the ALS until, like, my great aunt tagged me. Like, I think I was, like, no, like yeah, I think I was, like, embarrassed that, I, like, no one had tagged me. No, and a lot of people were. Like, and like, also, like, I remember, like, guys were, like, tagging girls that they had, like, crushes on and stuff. Yeah, because it was, like, put on a bikini and dump this cold water This is so yourself, fucked. Which is so weird. We were way too young for that. But, like... Wait, this is just fucked up also. Yeah, it was, like, a serious, like, popularity contest. It was, like, who tagged you? Like, who nominated you? Who are you going to nominate? It was so much pressure. And, like, none of it was about, like, let's, like, research ALS. Let's educate about ALS. Let's, like, donate money. Like, it, I guess it, like, raised awareness, but, like, I guess people now know ALS is the name of a disease. No, but, like, like, if you asked 100 people, if you talked to 100 people, like, he was the one that believed in me. 99 people in a room. <laughs> um, no, if you asked 100 people what ALS is, like, I would say probably 30% could give you, like, a pretty decent response. No, I think 30% is generous. Really? I think 30% is seriously generous. I think people know ALS exists now, whereas maybe before the Ice Bucket Challenge, people didn't know. I think people have really no idea what ALS is. I also am unclear, does it the ice water mimic what it feels like? No. No. No, that's not a symptom. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. ALS, like, you are literally paralyzed by yeah. the end of it. Like No. Like, I don't understand why. Who came up with this? That's what I'm asking. Like, there's no logic. Yeah, it was... A very strange, strange... I actually am sure, by the way, that the person who came up with it had an intentions in the right place. Oh, 100%. Yeah. As, as like, our most things. <laughs> like, Yeah, and I think even, like, there. even the people, like... This wasn't a time when people were talking about, like, performative activism. Yeah. Like, especially anyone around our age. Like, we were way too young to be, like... Not too young, but, like, maybe older people were having conversations about stuff like that. But, like, in our generation, our demographic, like, 2013, no one was talking okay, about wait, performative Actually, activism. though, I will say, in 2014, it raised $220 million worldwide for ALS. Yeah, but think about how many people did the Ice Bucket Challenge. Yeah, you're right. Like, I, like, that sounds like a big number, but, like, I really don't think, like, I think that is a big number that came from a small portion of people who did the Ice Bucket Challenge. And I think a lot of it also, too, probably came from companies. This was when social media, like, companies first started to use social media and really utilize it and show, like, what they stood for. 
So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of that money came from corporations, not, like, individuals doing the ice bucket challenge. Okay, yeah. So basically, though, ice bucket challenges and cold water challenges and, like, polar plunges and all of that, like, those were being used since the 90s to raise money for things. Like, I, this is such a history lesson for y'all today. And then in summer 2015, the focus was shifted to ALS. Wait, I also... I just think a lot of people did it performatively. I think that's the moral of the story. It was summer... T- I... No. I did it summer 2014. So then the ALS, like, a foundation, they try to bring it back in 2015, it says. Mm, weird. Anyway, that was that. I wonder if it's, like, still on my Instagram. Okay. So next up... The Grilled Cheeses episode of Glee. I'm going to let you take that one. I just, like, I mean, what else is there really to say about it? Except that, like, Glee was hysterical when it wasn't trying to be, and dramatic when it was trying to be funny. Like, they, Every, like, it was misplaced emotional impact. Oh, yeah. By and a long shot. Grilled Cheeses was, like, supposed to be funny, and it was funny, but it was also just, like, everything about it was insane. Like, do you remember, like, Finn's, like, oh, now I want to get more in touch with God. Like, I'm, he's, like, a man has come into my life recently. So Kurt's, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Finn's gay. And he's, like, it's Jesus Christ. And Rachel's, like, fucking Quinn Fabray is, like, yes, my yeah. man is turning to God. Whatever. Girl, Jesus. After that, I was, like... You know how, like, people, like, look into the sky for, like, shapes in the clouds? Yeah. Every time I toasted a piece of bread, I was like, what the fuck does this look like? Like, yeah. hoping to be the no, second it coming. Does. The thing is, it does, Glee did have this immense cultural impact that it didn't intend to have. Like, Ryan Murphy wanted certain things from Glee that he did elicit and get, but most of Glee's impact was not intentional. Yeah, no, I think Lee, like, was not trying to do the things that it did. And because of that, it's iconic. No, and just, like, everything, like, that's just, like, I think Grilled Cheeses is just representative of, like, the iconic nature of the show. Like, yeah, it's not necessarily the most iconic moment, but, like, it's just, like, this, like, what the fuck is going on kind of energy that, like, made the show amazing and so funny. Yeah. And I loved it. And I loved every minute of it. Okay, beautiful. Next up, the BuzzFeed renaissance of, like, 2012 through 2014. Okay, so BuzzFeed was, like, honestly so slay back in the day. But for me, it wasn't even BuzzFeed in general. It was the era of the why I left BuzzFeed videos. I watched everyone front to back, back to front. And what were the reasons? No, sorry. Everyone, like, most of it is that, like, you didn't have a lot of creative control when you worked at BuzzFeed and you didn't own the content you made there, which is, like, pretty standard for, like, any job. Yeah. But, like, at the time, I was like, this is an outrage. Yeah, you were like, like they are walking. I was like, burn them to the ground. Let's go on strike. We should unionize. Like, I was ready to ride or die for these ex-BuzzFeed employees. And the drama they would all bring to these videos. Like, they it would like, sit down and be like, apology, but oh, my God. It was giving David and Liza, we broke up. Like, 
Yeah. Oh my God. The drama was insane. People would sit down and be like, you know, guys, I've thought really long and hard about making this video. And I'm like, looking back, like, it's the equivalent of like a LinkedIn post. How often have you seen someone on LinkedIn be like, I left my last job because I wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like, it literally is nothing special. Yeah. It's just like explaining like why you don't work where you like worked anymore. Yeah. But oh my God, it was like a thrilling saga. Every time a new video was posted, I was texting my little bitch as friends being like, oh my fucking God. The girl who makes the tasty videos. Yeah. The guy who was in that one video with the potato chips. Like, like, <laughs> like yeah. These people, I didn't know them. They weren't celebrities. The other thing about- You knew them from, like, three BuzzFeed videos, but, like, you watched front to back that video of, like, how they quit the company. It was amazing. I just, like, also think that it was a time in the world where we were basing our worth on a quiz we took that was, like, what your tele- what sandwich you are based on your favorite television shows. And, like, if I didn't get, like, a Fluffernutter and I got, like, ham, I was, like, fucking ready to, like, I was, like, lying in those quizzes. No, like, also, this was before they had launched Tasty. Yeah. So, there was, like, BuzzFeed food, I think. Yeah. I think there was BuzzFeed food. And, like, oh, my God, this was the, like, golden, like, era. Like, the early days of the Try Guys. Yeah. They were doing Ladylike. They were doing all these, like, interesting videos. And I fucking loved BuzzFeed. And then they became, like, characters, like, in your favorite TV show. Yeah. But you would just watch on YouTube. And then all of a sudden, one by one, the dominoes fell. Everyone left. And then... And what's The story didn't end there because we got, like... The sequel, which yeah. was, like, the Why I Left BuzzFeed video. Um, okay, well, next up. When Dakota Johnson called Ellen out for lying about not being invited to her birthday party. Listen, anyone who would challenge Ellen, who, by the way, has no ethics or morals, slay. Yeah, it's, I have complicated feelings on it because the moment in and of itself, total slay, and then Dakota Johnson, like, did break my heart, like, shortly thereafter. Yeah. So, looking back now, I'm like, ugh, I want to love this moment. But in the moment, it was the goop and the gag. No, like, like, in the moment, it was the moment. Because Ellen was consistently, like, she was, like, bringing violence on people. Like, forcing them to admit things they didn't want to admit. Like, yeah. she was I, like, am very well-versed in the lore of, like, Ellen being, like, an all-around shit person. Like, that was my soapbox for a while. Like, if anybody was gonna listen to me, I was gonna talk about how much Ellen sucked. Yeah. And so at this point in time, people are slowly catching on about Ellen sucking. Um, not everyone's, like, fully on board yet, but people are like, oh, she's not a great person. And, um, then Dakota Johnson called her out and I was like, slay, finally, people understand what I've been saying all these fucking years, but that was bold. Yeah. I also think there's something to be said about the way that you predicted Ellen's full-blown demise when other people were like, she is my everything. 
I've predicted quite a few downfalls. Who else? Name has been deleted, but yeah, you name did has been deleted, but demise. I did predict that downfall. There's been some other cancellations that I've said, oh, this is coming. This is in the pipeline. The Ellen thing, though, I, like, can't take credit for. I just, like, sometimes am, like, chronically online and, like, yeah. love a deep dive. And yeah. so it was, like, a really poorly kept secret that Ellen sucked. Yeah. Like, people were very much so aware of that fact, like, in the entertainment industry. So, like, people were talking about it. And I think a lot of people just weren't listening is the thing. Yeah. So I just, like, was tuned into the drama. So I could be like, oh, Ellen's going to go down eventually. Yeah. Because the drama always comes out. Period. But I also, in terms of predictions of cancellations, I'm convinced Miles Teller is next. No evidence. None. <sighs> convinced. Do you think it's going to be a valid cancellation? or No idea. Invalid. He just gives me such a bad vibe. I know so many girlies are going to be like, but he's so hot. That's he okay. Is, he is really hot. You know who hot else was really can- hot? Army Hammer. And would you look at that? Predicted that too. Um, you predicted that he was a cannibal? Not that he was a cannibal, but I one time watched The Man from Uncle with someone and I said, Army Hammer's into some weird sex shit. And then that became, like, kind of my thing for a long time. Yeah. And then Call Me By Your Name came out, and I confirmed Army Hammer was into some weird sex shit. You know, you can tell. Yeah. You know, the way yeah. people hold themselves, carry yeah. themselves. And I said, yeah, predicted that. Didn't know who was going to be a cannibal and didn't know who was going to be canceled. But, yeah, Miles Teller, I can see going down. I don't know why, when, how, what. But, like, I just have a feeling. Okay. We'll, we'll it's check a bad vibe. Yeah. Okay. Catch me in five, ten, twenty. Minutes. <laughs> Minutes, years, hours, hours, years, days. Millennia. No days. one knows. Okay. Miley, what's good? <laughs> to the bitch who had a lot to say about me in the press the other day. Miley, what's good? Mic drop. That is, I'm so sorry. Wait, the way Nicki Minaj is like, oh fuck, the teleprompter at an award show. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Donatella Versace for making me this dress. And shout out to Michael B. Jordan, who's going to be taking it off me tonight. Like. <laughs> sorry. Everything she's done. She, like, she was like. Except for when she was like a COVID denier for five minutes, and then Joe Biden was like, you're going to have to take the trip to D.C.? Because you have way too much of a platform, no, like, because, like, her cousin, like, obviously cheated on, like, his girlfriend. Yeah. Like, and obviously got an STD from cheating on his girlfriend. But she's like, it was the COVID vaccine that made his testicles swell. I was like, Nicki Minaj, use your brain for, like, two seconds. But I wonder if she's, like, like, a risk. Like, if award shows are, like, trying to figure out, like, oh, who's going to present... Who's going to announce the nominees? Who's going to host? Like, I wonder if Nicki Minaj comes up Wait, and they're like, no, no, no. I'm I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum where I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I'm so bored of this, like, scripted ass, boring yeah, ass Yeah, but I think is it, like, is it like a liability for them? Because she'll be like, Miley, what's good? Or she'll but be like, like okay, Michael obje- Jordan, no. please undress me tonight. Objectively, though, we need to, like, take one step back and think that it's crazy that most celebrities do follow the teleprompters. Yeah, I mean, I think the like, thing I, is, like, you never know how the public's going to react, right? Like, I think you can think that, oh, they're going to like this, or, oh, they're not going to like that. 
And, like, you never know. You never know if people are going to say, oh, this is iconic, or, like, oh, you took that too far and that's fucked up. Like, obviously, in extreme examples, you know, but, like... A slap. That's a risk you have to be willing to take as a celebrity. If you're going to go off script, off book, and you're going to say some random fucking shit... And you're, like, not Julia Fox. And you're not Julia Fox, so people, like, expect you to behave, like, fairly, like, you know... Yeah. In line with societal norms. Yeah. Like... (laughs) You, you, they might hate you for it. Like, you, I don't think it's, like, a smart move. Yeah. Agree. Concur. All right. Next up, Dr. Fauci hiring the influencers to promote the vaccine. Now, I understand why it was done. I, I can comprehend tangibly why it was done. It was to promote the vaccine because that's a great thing for Gen Z. But I knew that as a fucking country that we were so beyond fucked when Dr. Fauci was paying influencers to make brand deals about the fucking COVID vaccine. I don't think they got paid. Do you think they got paid? Veronica, those were sponsored posts. I don't think they were. I think if the White House reaches out to you, you're like, ah, yes, this will be good for my career because I seem important. You think so? I don't think people are worried about cashing a check from Dr. Fauci. Like, I... Okay. I also think, like, the influencers who they reached out to were, like, definitely down for the cause. Yeah. So I have a feeling, like, wouldn't have asked nor accepted money. Yeah. But regardless, it is a good point that, like, <laughs> they were, like, doctors aren't getting the point across. So let's hire some TikTokers. Like, I get, I get it. It was just a crazy moment for me where I was like, oh, we're clearly not doing so well if that's what we've decided to... No, if that's, like, the only way we're going to be saved is, like, yeah. if Amelie Ziebler, like, comes on this Zoom. And, by the way, we love her. No, guys, stand her so much. But, like, why didn't Olivia Rodrigo, like, no. meet with Joe Veronica, Biden? The White House has teamed up with TikTok stars while some states are paying influencers for pro-vaccine states. campaigns. States. Okay. The White House... I feel like that's unethical. Dr. Fauci to partner with TikTok influencers to boost COVID-19 vaccine. Tell all your TikTok buddies to get vaccinated. Fauci finds a new way to fight COVID. You know what? Like, okay, Fauci might be an old man, but like- He was on to it. He was with the times. He said social media is where it's at and like very interesting. But like, there was also so many people just like meeting Joe Biden, like because of COVID, like- Olivia Rodrigo, like, showing up to the White House in, like, a full fit. Like, yeah. She looked amazing. She, like, did a whole, like, fucking photo op. Yeah. Shredding I up, mean, like, it's so smart. It's just sad. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not even sad. It's just, like, one of those things where you're, like, you know, I always think about, like, moments that we're living through that yeah. won't make it in the history textbooks. Yeah. And, like, that's one of them, right? Like, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, COVID, here's what's ha- here's what happened. But no one's going to be like, oh, like, they hired influencers and celebrities to, like, come to the White House and meet with, like, White House officials to talk about the COVID vaccine. Yeah. That probably won't make it into the books. And I always wonder, like, what has gone down in our past that's, like, the equivalent of that? That didn't make it into the history books. Like, what do we not know about the past that's, like, the equivalent what of, like, Olivia know? Rodrigo, like, promoting the COVID vaccine? <laughs> like, there's going to be a lot left. Like, we are the tellers of our, like, we're getting to the point in our bottle of wine where I'm like, we are the tellers of our own future. But, like, 
We're gonna I'm have to carry on. I keep stumbling over my words, like really. No, bad. but we're gonna have to keep carrying on. We're gonna have to carry on that message. Like, we're gonna have to be like, yes. And then COVID got to a point where there were enough people denying the um denying science or enough delusional batshit people out there that the White House was like, our last saving grace is to hire teenage TikTokers to promote the vaccine and to make people believe in science again. Yeah. That's what happened. No, but I'm saying, like, no one's going to write that down. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Right here, right now. No, right here, right now. Book number two. <laughs> I'm writing a book about Influencers this. Influencers no, in the pandemic. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, like, there's a lot there. Wait, but, like, HIPAA violation? It's a HIPAA violation. Okay. The next one, I just want to be abundantly clear before we begin with this, that there is abs i have absolutely no fucking professional ground to be speaking to this i do not have a degree in art curation and i am not speaking about anybody who does if you have a degree in art curation or this has been a passion of yours or even a hobby of yours i have i am i fully respect you uh, when i when we're going to discuss kim kardashian wearing the marilyn monroe dress we are not talking about People with a wide knowledge of art preservation, restoration, and anything like that. I am not talking about Marilyn Monroe's family and close friends. I am talking about anybody who doesn't fall into those buckets. Okay. The Kim Kardashian, Marilyn Monroe dress fiasco. Let's get into it. None of y'all ever cared. Stop. Stop. <laughs> That's all. I, like, literally, if I can say one thing. Okay. Two things. Stop. And, I don't know, go to therapy? No, okay, this is this is my thing about it. The way that we know that people didn't care about the dress, not the principle of it, the dress, is that it was in Florida at Ripley's, believe it or not. Yeah, no. Like, this dress like, was not at the Smithsonian. This dress was not at the fucking MoMA. This dress was at... I didn't even know like, Ripley's had a museum. I thought it was a book. Like, I don't even this, know what, this wait, situation. When, when they were, like, announcing where the dress was and that she was wearing it, I was talking to somebody about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, Ripley's, the people who do the world records. And everyone yeah. was like, no, that's Guinness Book of World Records. So I have to be honest, I don't even think I know what Ripley's is. It's, like, weird things. Like. It's, like weird bizarre artifacts so first of all why was the dress there if it's so important and i'm not discrediting the importance and the value of the dress nor am i discrediting the importance and the value of marilyn monroe as a public figure in history i'm just suggesting that like people are coming out of the woodworks literally screaming crying and throwing up over something that they didn't even know was still around because it was in florida at the ripley's believe it or not correct me if i'm wrong like Sorry, like, no, you're not wrong. Like, why was the dress there? People didn't give a fuck about it. And there were definitely people who did care, obviously. And the those general consensus worldwide, like, you didn't even know the dress still existed. I didn't know the dress was still, like, around. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I wasn't aware of that. Because it wasn't somewhere, like... Like, I know that Judy Garland's shoes from The Wizard of Oz, the ruby red slippers, they're in the Smithsonian. Sorry, 
Harry Styles, that like like cardigan he wore with all the patches. Yeah. That's like in the VNA right now. Yeah. Like people care more about that cardigan than people cared about that Marilyn Monroe dress. Like, like for whatever reason. People did not care because if you did care, it would have been somewhere else, something somewhere way more important. No one was ever talking about it. So many people, I bet you anything, did not know that the dress was even being preserved. Yeah. Also, first of all, Kim Kardashian's job is to be an icon, is to make iconic moments. So, of course she's going to do an iconic thing and wear that dress. Iconic doesn't mean well-loved. Or good or bad. Like, iconic is iconic. And, like, anyone who never knew anything about the dress before Kim wore it, having something to say, shut up. Also, also it... To me, like, I have no real opinions on the Kardashians. Like, I'm kind of neutral. Like, I have good and bad opinions on things. Like, it's nuanced. I just think that if if you were up in arms over this, you just hate her. And I think we need to be honest about that. It's a hatred toward her. Then Ripley's came out and said no damage was done. I don't think they were paid off to do that. I don't think that's a thing. Also, like, like they, they can't just say no damage was done if it was, you know what I mean? Why are we, like, out here on the internet so eager to call people liars? Like, people are like, we need to hear what happened to the dress. We need to hear what happened in the dress. We need to hear what happened in the dress. So they tell them what happened in the dress. Nothing. No damage was done. Oh, no, you're a liar because what I wanted to happen didn't happen. Therefore, this is not the truth. Like, oh, my God. Just I also put your phone down. Go outside. Breathe in some fresh air. Or just on a walk take with this energy and put it toward, like, misogyny, homophobia, racism. Like, also, anything no, else. Literally, sorry. Even, I'm going to be a hater for a second. Even the people who are art conservationists, blah, 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 whatever. What importance does that dress have over so much other way more important shit? Like, yeah. sorry. Keeping that dress around, keeping that dress in perfect condition... What is that doing for anybody? Like, I think like, her legacy lives on in many other ways, which is very clear because the dress is in Ripley's. People are still talking about there. her. And people still care about her. Yeah. And even if they didn't, no offense to Marilyn Monroe, she's not alive. And there are people who are alive who need help, yeah. who need food and clean water and shelter and fucking money to pay for their heating bills like stop acting like this was the most important thing in the world and kim kardashian destroyed the most important thing in the world like get over it i also like we're also not talking about the whole body weight thing we're not bringing that into this because like that's not something i care to talk about because for reasons of toxicity and triggering and whatever else so i just want to let you guys know as another amendum to this we're not talking about like what she did or didn't do to get into the dress that's beside it I like don't want to address it but I do want to say that if Ryan Reynolds like we're just using Ryan Reynolds because we think he's like an iconic beloved man if he wore JFK's suit to the Met Gala I believe the reaction would be very different yeah no I believe the reaction would be incredibly different and I don't even know if it's uh like man versus woman thing I I don't think it is I just think that that's an interesting point I think it's a people hate Kim Kardashian thing. Yeah. Like, I wonder how it would have gone down if 
a different woman wore that Selena dress. Selena Gomez. Someone yeah. Someone that people love. Like, someone who's uni- pretty universally well-liked. Like Anne Hathaway. <laughs> yeah, I love her. But, like, I think people hate Kim Kardashian. We're ready to hate her for another reason. I think, in general, a man would have not gotten a similar reaction if he did something similar. And I think other women would have not gotten a similar reaction. Yeah. And, like... And I'm not standing up for the Kardashians or Kim Kardashian. I'm just saying that I personally, like, I couldn't get away from this discourse. And it was driving me up a wall because I'm like, literally, Kim, people are fucking dying. And this is what we're doing right now. People are still going to talk about Marilyn Monroe because also she contributed so much more to history than just one fucking dress. Like, why are we also boiling Marilyn Monroe down to, like, the one time she sang a song in this one dress? Also, the whole criticism of the way that we perceive Marilyn Monroe is that we boil her down to, like, her looks and her body and her sexual presence. And, like, the dress conversation only perpetuates that, in my opinion. And she was, like, literally such a communist, like, slaying, like, fighting for the people. Like, I love her. But, like, again, Kim Kardashian, like has a lot more power than I do, but she doesn't have the power to, like, change, like, rewrite history. She doesn't have the power to change holistically what's being taught in classrooms. Like, also, Ripley's could have said no. Yeah. Like, why do you think they said yes? Because they wanted people to talk about it again. Because they also need the PR. Yeah. Oh, guess who's probably going to go to the Ripley's Museum now? Fucking everyone. I didn't even know they had a museum. I didn't even know what they were. Wait, also, I'm so sorry. Where she was trying on the dress looked like a fucking break room. No. Like, that's where the dress was, and people were, like, dead ass. Like, the videos of her trying on the dress, I swear, she looks like she's in a Chuck E. Cheese break room. Like, the employee break room at a Chuck E. Cheese. And everyone's like, the dress, it's so important. And she ruined the dress. I'm like, if the dress was so important, maybe the walls of the changing room wouldn't be fucking purple. I don't know. Like, I can't, I could go on and on and on The reason it pisses me off so much is that, like, these same people are the people who are, like, trying to be, like, woker than life, and I'm like, then put all your attention on helping someone who needs help! No, sorry, like, Marilyn Monroe's dress is not a sentient being that needs your saving. Yeah. You know who is? Oh, I don't know, the people of, like, Flint, fucking Michigan, who don't have clean water. I don't know refugees in the Middle East. Like people who like don't have the money women of Iran. Heating. Like there are so many people in the world who are living breathing. Wait, also human who all this energy could have been directed toward them and actually helped. Yeah. It was so much energy and noise. For something that like I'm sorry guys, even our conservation people hate to be the bearer of bad news. Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like Eli's going on a whole disclaimer. We're not talking about you. You know what? I am. (laughs) Guys, sometimes we need to look around and take stock in life and say, let's be self-aware for a second. (laughs) Listen, I'm never going to be employed in a way that's going to save the world. Like, and that's okay. Like, I'm down for that. 
if you're like doing fashion art conservation, you need to understand that like your job is like not the most important thing ever. Like, like it's there cool. are people that literally work at nonprofits that are like saving lives. There are people who are forced into the military. Like like that is like horrendous. Like, like there are people who like are running like, the like the I'm National Cancer I Research having, Institute. Like, I was having to dig, dig, like fucking dig, drill. Through content about Kim Kardashian wearing a dress of a dead famous woman, Marilyn Monroe, in order to find the news. Like, that's how crazy it was. No, and again, Marilyn was more interesting than that dress. Stop also, I'm pretty like sure if we asked her, about her, like, I'm going to get a Ouija board and I'm going to ask her, and I'm pretty sure it's going to go straight to Slay Queen wear the dress. Yeah. No, I bet you if we got one, and we were, like, trying to... I don't know how Ouija's work. They kind of freak me out. Can you, like, contact anyone or, like... <laughs> Can we... What if you just called Marilyn up? No, you know who we need? Who? Esteban Julio, Ricardo Montoya, no, De La Rosa Ramirez. No, I was going to Island Medium. Oh, correct. But also Esteban from Sweet Life. Yeah. Remember the Halloween episode? Yes. No, I think that if... I really do believe, and I would love you guys sound off in the comments on this one, I do think that if we contacted Marilyn directly... That she would be like, I think it's great that somebody that famous is going to rewear my dress that I wore when I was carrying on with my torrid affair with the President of the United States. Yeah. Because also... Like, and I love that for her. <laughs> like, it's literally insane that this became, like, a thing that was making, like, actual, like, news. And I also... That's the craziest part, is, like, the news is being, like, literal news. Like, I'm not talking about, like, TikTok. I'm talking about, like, legacy news media... Where their job on fucking CNN is to report on fucking current affairs that we need to know about. They like are taking time out of that schedule, so they have to cut some shit out. They actually can't talk about some important shit because they have to dedicate five minutes to talking about Kim Kardashian wearing a fucking dress. Wait, and then all of it though, all of it resolves in Ripley's being like, nothing happened to the dress. And then people are like, they're lying. I'm like. Why would they lie, though? What's in it for them? No, and also, like, okay. So what if they're lying? Again, people... Go be a productive member of society. Like, seriously. Get off the internet. Who are you saving with this campaign? No one. (laughs) Also, while we're here, I need to make a point right now. If you have ever in your life gone on the internet... And spoken about something that you did not know was fact. And you did not say the words allegedly or in my opinion or I heard somewhere or this is not true or I read someone say this but this has not been fact checked. If you have ever gone on the internet and said something without giving that disclaimer that you did not know was fact checked, you're like... You are contractually obligated to delete your account and go to the library and like do research. No, like, it drives me crazy. Like all the time, I see people online like Taylor Swift is a lesbian. Ta- Taylor Swift did this. Taylor Swift's engaged. Taylor Swift is pregnant. I'm like, say allegedly. Say that you heard it. You are spreading misinformation, and that's a small drop. That's like a small example. When I see someone be like, uh, I don't know what were we talking about yesterday. I will say though. It's allowed if you are lying and you do it on Twitter and then the reply is like, damn, I love lying on the internet for clout. I'll take Twitter, that. Twitter, different That's fun for I'm me. talking about on TikTok, I will see, okay, I will see people be like, Charlie D'Amelio broke up with her boyfriend. And I'm like, 
Say fucking allegedly. Say you heard. Say I think this because. To just spread wild misinformation about people. And again, small drop, that's like about a celebrity. I'm, I'm, this happens all the time with real life information and news and it's got to end. It's so dangerous. Like obviously not as dangerous when it's pop culture, but it's so dangerous. Yeah. I mean, for me, like my take on all of that too, is that like, do you remember when you had like library class in school growing up? Yeah. And you learn how to like do research and figure out what's like a good source and a valid source and a primary source and a secondary source. And like you learn about how to do research online and how to trust information. The whole thing for me is that like people have lost that on social media. Like people no longer have the ability to like, look at something and say true or not true or like trustworthy source or source or not trustworthy source primary or secondary source people have lost that ability so it's like that has like really like widespread implications of like how fucking dangerous that is like yeah the way people just like believe shit on the internet i mean guys first of all the way people spread baseless shit on the internet and the way people believe it like i will see a tiktok that is so obviously spreading like a baseless rumor and the comments are more concerning than the video itself yeah because the amount of people who believe it without doing anything and it'll be the kind of stuff that you can google and find out is just so false like so quick you can figure that out and the way people in the comments are like no fucking way i knew it i saw this coming like whatever i'm like guys I will send you to my high school's fucking public library so you can go back to library class. No, it's like... Like, there will be a PowerPoint. It really concerns me. There will be a PowerPoint. There will be a quiz at the end. I'm gonna need to make sure you can evaluate a source. It really scares me. So just, just so you know, if you're gonna log on to the web, the World Wide Web, and say anything that you're not sure if it's true or not... I need you to give a disclaimer going forward because it is so fucking scary how those things can blow up. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Moving on to Ed Sheeran's pool. Oh my god. (laughs) I didn't know about this, so. Guys, if you don't know about Ed Sheeran's pool, see, this is the stuff that really gets me going. Like, a neighborly dispute is so, like, common. Like, it's so, like. Yeah, no, it's such, like, a regular thing. It's so, like, normal person. But the fact that he's famous makes it just, like, so juicy. So, basically, if you guys don't know, Ed Sheeran and his wife moved to Sheffield? I don't know. Somewhere in England. And they buy this house. And the house is on, like, quite a large property with, like, a really significant amount of, like, fields kind of going on. And so, him and his wife um, want a pool, I guess. But... According to town codes and zoning, they're not allowed to have a pool. So they build one anyway. And in all the paperwork they submit to, like, the town council, they say that it's a wildlife pond. Which, I don't know, does that exist? I forgot to ask you this when you were talking about me about this the other night. Like, do people have those? And if they do, that's cool. I'm just curious. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> I don't really think Ed Sheeran is, like, the kind of person who's going to be building a... Like, like Mr. A-Team, like, Tenerife Sea. Like, is he building a wildlife pond? Like, I don't know. Has there been a previously demonstrated interest in the sciences? 
don't think so. So, like, people might be doing that. I don't think that he is. But, so, anyways, he builds this pool. It's a pool. And they file the paperwork and say that it's a wildlife pond. And his neighbors are like, um, what the fuck, Ed? We're not allowed to have a pool. You don't get to have a pool just because you're famous. So they go to the council and they're like, what the fuck? And then the council's like, hey, is this a pool? And he's like, no, it's not a pool. And they go back to the council and they're like, it is a fucking pool. Seriously. And he's like, no, it's not. It has a diving board. It has like a little shack next to it that like... Is it a sauna? Is it for changing? We don't know. There's steps into the pool. If this is for wildlife, why do we need stairs? Like human yeah. stairs. There's also like a little sauna, like the, the cabin. Little hot thing. Yeah. So, Look it up. Look up the picture of it while you're listening just to say it's crazy. But basically, after the neighbors have complained twice to the council, him and his wife build a fence of hay bales. Of hay. That's like literally like nine feet tall. So no one like, not a single one of his neighbors can view the happenings of the wildlife pond. A.K.A. Yes. So Ed Sheeran can swim in his pool without his neighbors reporting him to the council. So this all happens, like, years and years ago. And I'm obsessed with this story, right? I'm like, this is such gold. Like, it's such, like, normal drama. You know, it's nothing of, like, the cancellation sort. No, like, it's just, like, It's nothing, like, weird racist or no. homophobic or sexist. Like, it's just, like, fun, like, neighborly drama. So I'm loving it. I'm eating it up. But then the world moves on. The world keeps turning. I move on. Whatever. Things keep happening. And when I'm telling Eli about this situation, because I'm like, oh, my fucking God, you don't know You're about Ed Sheeran's pool. It. I do some Googling, and I find out that fairly recently... He was doing, like, a talk show interview or something, and he admits that it's essentially a pool. Because he's he like... He says, I've swam in it a few times. He's like, I've swam in it. Stormzy has swam in it. I'm like, Stormzy is not swimming in your wildlife pond. It's a pool. Yeah. Have a pool. But his whole thing is like, that it's like, it's like a natural pool, because instead of having, like, filters, there's, like, natural... Like, algae is, like, a natural water filter. Yeah. So he just has algae in it, and that's how he's claiming it's not a pool, it's a wildlife pond. Well, the one thing, like, otherwise for me, too, is, like, what animal needs a diving board? Do you think the frogs are, like, diving? No, because also in his, like, little letter to the council, the wildlife he states is, like, literally, like, dragonflies. It's like, okay, then why are there stairs? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm picturing, like, a dragonfly. No, like, using the stairs. His neighbors were so real for that, though. Like, they were like, what the fuck, Ed? Like, I don't get to have a pool. At least let me swim. And he's probably like, no, fuck you, normies. And then he's like, also the hay fence is so funny to me. The hay fence, guys. It was clearly, like, panic, like, a panic, like, next day, like, Fuck, we gotta get a fence up fast. No. Hey. Like, like, if you do any of your own research, like, from anything we've spoken about on this podcast, you need to look up Ed Sheeran's pool. Like, look it up, look at the fence, because you'll look at it and you'll be like, ah, yes, a pool. Like, it's like Caribbean blue. Yeah. Like, no. So good. All right. The next one. Tiger Woods. <laughs> Guys, I literally... Cannot express to you the way that my shit was rocked that he cheated on his wife. So Tiger Woods cheats on his wife with a porn star. 
and becomes public enemy number one, <laughs> Donald Trump does the same and becomes our president. So, like, like, sit back, relax, and think about that. Like, let that sink in. The way also, like, <laughs> the way I was, like, in fifth grade being like, oh, yeah, Tiger Woods is the worst person ever. Like, the media literally spun it as, like, he is worse than anyone you've ever met, any criminal. Like, he is FBI's most wanted, essentially. Like, he lost his job. No, people cheat on their partners. People cheat on their partners 50% of the time. I, the other day, someone told me, like, what do you think, like, what percentage of people do you think cheat on their partners? And I Googled it, and it's, like, 42%. Yeah, 42% of people. 42% of people. Like, Like, it's so much. Which is really no, sad. I'm not, and also, like, like, cheating is, like, not right. But, like, to act like cheating is, like, murder. equivalent to murder is so insane. And the Wait, way I remember, people... I like, the photos of him. Like, why did I need to see, like, TMZ photos no, of him getting also, in cars? Like, like when you think about, like a, like, a scandal today, like, a cheating scandal, that'll maybe be in the news cycle for Max, like, two weeks. This was, like... Months. Months it went on. Like, what the fuck? Wait, and then I'm sorry, even when he came back to, like, golf and shit, it was still being... No, like, that, looking back, was so insane. It was, like, corrupt. It was racist. It was just, like... Yeah, it was just not okay. It was insane. It was literally so, 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 so insane. And, like, honestly, I feel so bad for him. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine you do the same shit as, like, 42% of people in the fucking world, and all of a sudden... Wait, also, you do the same thing as Donald Trump, and you lose your job, and he gets the biggest The most important job. job in the whole world? You get fired, and he gets the most important job ever? Like, the way... <laughs> like, what? What? And the way, too, like, I was way too young... To really, like, know what, like, cheating was. So know what about if- someone expelled because of this? Oh my god, guys, yeah. So obviously, like, the term porn star was, like, in the news a lot at this point in time because of the Tiger Woods scandal. And so this kid, I was in fifth grade. Fifth. Fifth grade. And, like, we got into a little tiff. Little. And he basically told me that I was going to be the next biggest porn star in fifth grade. He said this to me. And I obviously, little tattletale rat, told my teacher. Um, and I knew what it meant. I knew what the word meant, but I pretended, oh, I was such a little actress. And I pretended like I didn't know what it meant. So I went to my teacher with like these little doe eyes. And I was like, teacher, I don't want to say her name, obviously, but I was like, teacher, this kid like said this about me. Like, what does that even mean? And basically, all of a sudden, he, like, never shows up to school again. So, like, don't want to jump to any conclusions, but I'm pretty sure I got him expelled. (laughs) Like, that maybe wasn't the correct punishment for his crime, but neither was Tiger Woods getting fired and that happened too. Yeah, you know what? Like, at least, like, let's even the score on some level. Like, Okay. (laughs) We're getting to the end here. But I want to talk about Mariah Carey's ear mic being mo- broken on New Year's Eve and just, this is my favorite video on the internet other than Veronica and I haven't shared our favorite pop culture moments of all time that change our ring chemistry with each other and we're going to at the end. But this one is one of my favorites and it's when Mariah Carey on New Year's Eve sounded utterly horrendous. Like, it, I'm going to just tell you what she sounded like. So she goes, 
on the rockin' like New Year's Eve like thing. She goes, All I want for Christmas is you. And then she like stops halfway through the note and goes, Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. And it's like, you can watch it, it exists on YouTube. And she claimed it was because she couldn't hear her ear microphone was broken, which, like, totally makes sense. And also, it was, like, super-duper cold that year. But, like, how bad she sounded, like, honestly, I support her through it. Like, she's one of my favorite people ever. And I just found this to be so out-of-control funny. But Veronica thinks that she's just a bad singer. I mean, I don't think she's a bad singer, but I think it's, like, the same thing as, like, like, okay, I don't want to be mean, but Selena Gomez, like, every time Selena Gomez doesn't perform live, her fans are ready with, like, a reason as to why. Like, yeah. it's the second she finishes her performance, that no evidence has been released as to why it was bad. And they're like, guys, obviously it was bad because she had a panic attack. Like, I think there are, like, Mariah Carey truthers in that same way. Like, I think, no, like, Mariah people were, Carey like, was her truther. people were, like, her ear mic was broken. I'm like... Was it broken? Like, you've been singing this song, like, 800 times a year for how many years? Like, whether your your ear mic is working or not, you know what the notes are. That's something. Like, you know what notes you need to hit. I'm a Mariah Carey truther. Like, I'm like, you know the notes. Like, you know how to sing this song. And I just think she was not doing great. Yeah. I just think it was, like, not a good performance. And, like, we all have bad days. Yeah. Mariah's allowed to have one. But, like, it's funnier if she just fucking sucked. It's not that funny if her, like, mic broke. It's funny if, like, the song she's most famous for that makes her billions of dollars, like, every fucking Christmas time, <laughs> she can't even sing. Sorry, that's hysterical. I love her. No... I don't, but like <laughs> what? I'm a Mariah Carey truther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just like feel bad for her because now she has two kids with like breeding kink Nick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. He was. He has so many kids. And have you seen their names? No. He has a daughter named Powerful Queen Cannon. <laughs> I wish that that was wait, a fucking joke. Wait, no, wait. That reminds me. So, like, I saw a tweet that was like, oh my god, Trisha Paytas' kid is going to be bullied so much for being named Malibu Barbie. And then there was a reply on the tweet, which, by the way, tweet replies are criminally underrated. Like, start no, looking at all of them guys, every like, time. If you're not on Twitter, get, get your the, ass on Twitter. Get on Twitter. So, this, this, this reply was like, um, just so you know, Trisha Paytas has a YouTube video called Coming Out of the Closet as a Chicken Nugget. I think that Malibu Barbie's name is going to be the least of her concerns. Yeah, people are worried she's going to be bullied because her name's Malibu Barbie. First of all, cunt ass name. Like, that slay <laughs> is so cool. hard. Yeah. People are like, oh my god, Mally. Like, no, it's Malibu. So cute. Like, it's so cute. But she's going to kill it. But people, if they're going to roast her for anything, it's going to be the time her mom faked having DID and tried the Chick-fil-A spicy sandwich in 10 different outfits, claiming to be 10 different, like, fucking altars, and then never brought it up again. 
her DID. Apparently, the spicy chicken sandwich from Chick Fil A must have cured Wait, her DID. No, I'm sorry, like Malibu Barbie's paytas. Like her number one problem is going to be the time her mom bought a Domino's manager shirt off of Etsy and then went in the store wearing it. <laughs> Wait, I forgot about her Domino's era. And then she was era. buying the pizzas. I'm sorry, I don't want to give her a platform, but like. I almost can't look away because she's, like, always on my FYP and, like, you could say uninterested so many times and it almost makes TikTok give you oh, more. I have her blocked. But, like, if I have, if I, if, you, if I blocked her, I feel like she would still come up. Yeah, she has a lot of accounts, I feel like. And then she, like, was going to the Domino's and she was like, um, hi guys, like, I'm working at Domino's and I'm like, I, for a second, actually, like, couldn't decide if she was or not and then... She was like, yeah, so I met the Domino's employees today, like, wearing my Domino's shirt, and they actually told me this is a manager shirt. And I'm like, why did you buy that? No, I think people in the comments were like, blue means manager. <laughs> but that was good. It was a good moment. Unfortunately, she's, like, kind of a bad person, so. Yeah, definitely. Um, But, yeah, no, Queen, what was her name? What's the Cannon's daughter's name? Powerful queen. Powerful queen, and that's just one. I'll find out a, like a list of the names. Wait, um, I think that powerful queen is a great name. No, like, like maybe if it was just that. So we have. <laughs> Wait, no. they're so funny. By the way, like we're drunk now. Powerful so queen cannon. Yeah. Then it's Zen Cannon, Monroe Cannon, normal, normal. Moroccan Scott Cannon. That one's still like kind of normal. Legendary Love Cannon, <laughs> Onyx Ice Coal Cannon, Love Golden Cannon. It's a good one. Zillion Air Cannon, Air like H E I R like yeah. Air to the Throne. Zillion air cannon. A gazillionaire. You're not gonna be a fucking zillionaire after you have to pay all those child support checks, Mr. Cannon. Um Zion I can't even pronounce this. Zion Mixolydian Cannon. That sounds like an antibiotic. Oh, you're sick? What are you taking? Zion Mixolydian. Look at this. Look at how it's spelled. Oh my god, it looks like one too. It looks like like what are you taking? Oh, it's just like, whatever. Zion Mixolydian. <laughs> then we have Rise <laughs> Hippa. Fucking Hippa violation. Rise Messiah Cannon. No, I wish that was my name. Oh, and then we have Beautiful Zeppelin Cannon. <laughs> Wait. And there's more babies on the way. So Wait. we'll get more names soon. Don't you worry. Wait, who is he having these children with? So that's the thing. A lot of repeat, like, baby mamas, which is, like... Is it the kind of thing where these women want their children to have the same father, or... Like, I... I don't know. I don't really... And I don't want to judge the woman. I am judging him. No, I... don't want to judge the woman, No, I'm not judging women ever, really. No, I'm saying, like, I just... That's why I'm just, like... I don't fucking know. But, like, also, I... Sorry, like... If I was, like, pregnant with a child and they were, like, we're naming this kid Beautiful Zeppelin, <laughs> I'd be, like, um... Hey, we're naming this <laughs> No, we're fucking like not. Zion Mixolydian. Septil. No, it's literally, like, we're naming him Sudafed <laughs> Tylenol. Like, are you fucking kidding me? No. Albuterol. Like... 
If anything, I'm going to name my kid, like, Xanax Prozac. Like. (laughs) I'm naming my kid, like, Miralax Spontaneity. (laughs) Like, I actually don't understand, like. Wait, how did we get, oh, Mariah. Mariah, because I feel bad for her. What are her kids' names? I think hers are the normal ones. But, like... Antihistamine, olive oil, and... Who are her children? (sighs) So much. Oh, okay. Monroe and Moroccan Scott are her kids. Those are cute. Normal names. I believe they're twins. Um, But, yeah, like, I'm not a Mariah Carey stan, but, like, I feel bad for her because, like... These other women kind of knew that, like, Nick Cannon was going around sleeping with all these women, having all these kids. Yeah. But Mariah, like, didn't sign up for that, and now her children have, like, ten half-siblings. Mm. Like, that's crazy. And, like, how do you explain that to your kids? You know, like, yeah, she just has a lot going on, I think, with that. So and, maybe like, she was just a little bit, um, you know, her brain was all tore when she did, yeah, 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 oh. No, but honestly, there's no excuse for that. How many times has she sung that song? Yeah, yeah. I need everyone to, like, stop what you're doing before we do the big reveal of our favorite moments, because mine's incredible. And go literally watch The Rock and New Year's Eve, where Mariah Carey sings All I Want for Christmas and You and watches it. Like, in the beginning, it's good. And then she does this, like, she has this moment at the end where it's, like, it's, like, a minute and a half of, like, pitchy horribleness. Itchy horribleness. All right. Now the grand reveal of our favorites. You go first. No, you go first. I want you to go first. Okay, mine. I don't even know if you know. Like, I think we've spoken about it. But mine is... It was Rebecca Vardy's account. And I don't know if you know about this. But I think it's an exclusively English thing. Like, if, if people are listening from the UK... You know all about Wagatha Christie, but basically... Who's Wagatha? So, they call, like, wives and girlfriends, which is not a gender-inclusive name, of football players, like, or of athletes. They're wags, right? W-A-G. Okay. Keep that in the back of your mind. Got it. These two wags, Rebecca Vardy and Colleen Rooney. Colleen Rooney is the wife of Wayne Rooney, footballer. Rebecca Vardy is the wife. When you say football, are you talking about soccer? Soccer. Yes. Footballer, but soccer. UK football. So, Rebecca Vardy is the wife of Jamie Vardy. Another footballer, soccer player, whatever. Colleen Rooney, there are all these stories, like personal stories being leaked to the press. And so she's like, what the fuck is going on? So... She basically decides to do a little sleuthing and she changes her close friend story and removes a lot of like the people on it. And she starts planting fake stories about herself. On there. On there. To see if like. To see. So she's like adding and removing people like a detective to see like who's a detective. doing it. So she then reveals this to the public through Instagram story. After she finds out who it is. Yes. So she tells this whole story and And she's like, like, after months of this turmoil of all my secrets being exposed, I didn't know who was behind it, but I had my suspicions. So I, I did this whole thing with the close friends and I, 
I, you know, put my suspects on Wait, it and blah, 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 whatever. And she's like, and then there was an account who I knew was leaking the information about me because they were the ones leaking the fake stories. And the final sentence of her little Instagram reveal was, it was dot, 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 Rebecca Vardy's account. So the day this happened, the UK goes literally feral, insane, crazy. You would think it would end there, right? No. <laughs> Rebecca Vardy sues Colleen Rooney for defamation. <laughs> but it's not defamation because Rebecca Vardy, you did it. Yeah. You leaked the stories. Yeah. And the trial was aptly named by the UK press Wagatha Christie because Agatha Christie did like her little detective. murder mysteries detective shit. Colleen Rooney was doing her detective shit Wait, with their wags. What a Wagatha. So Wagatha Christie, it was iconic. And now there's a play in London that you can go see about the trial. And why the fuck haven't we seen it? But the trial was, I know we should go, but the trial was so fucking funny because not only did Rebecca Vardy like lose this case, like you were not being defamed. Like the case is going in the garbage. Not only that, but while the trial played out, really so much more like incriminating information about her came out. About Rebecca? About Rebecca. So who's, she's canceled. Oh, yeah, yeah. But oh my God. Yeah, not, this is crazy. It was so good. Like. Wagatha Christie. And like what a reveal. It was da da dot. Rebecca, Rebecca Vardy's account. Wait, why do I love the way that she, like, built the suspense up? No, She's no. She's a true... That's why I everyone know. was like, you're a storyteller. Like, you are killing it. Wait, Rebecca Vardy? <laughs> I don't her? think that that woman with 425 followers is her. How do I spell Vardy? I think you're spelling Rebecca wrong. Is she a K, Rebecca girl? She's R-E-B-K-A-H. Oh, this is her. That's how you just know. Sorry, if that's her. how you spell your name. I'm sure you're good. Yeah, you're. Sh I'm sure you're a sleigh. Wait, how do you spell Vardy? V a r d y. I don't find her. I don't think she's on Instagram because she literally got canceled. Wait, this is her. That's I, not I don't think that that's her. Why don't you Google her like a normal person? Her. That's her. Oh my god. Guys, I just hope you all know that Eli just like used Instagram as Google. Rebecca Vardy. It was oh, insane. Oh, she has to pay 1.5 million pounds? Yep. Because of Wagatha? Because of Wagatha. <laughs> Colleen Rooney looks like such a nice nice lady. A three-year battle? Oh, yeah. It was crazy. Wait, it, it people, had the nation wait, on the no, edge of I'm its so seats. I'm so sorry. People were going week by week making Venn diagrams. No, it was insane. Because basically, Rebecca Vardy's whole claim was that, like, I don't run my Instagram, so while it might have been my account, it wasn't me. Crazy. Oh. And it says, listen to this, the libel lawsuit, which began in June 2020 and resulted in a dramatic trial in May 2022, centered around Colleen's social media posts in which she claimed that Rebecca was leaking private information about her and her family to the British tabloid The Sun, per the BBC. 
In a written decision, the judge stated that the damages Rebecca suffered following the online fallout did not have the sting of libel and that the case is dismissed, according to the New York Times. Oh. The evidence clearly shows, in my view, that Mrs. Vardy knew of and condoned this behavior, aka leaking of the stories, the judge wrote. She added that Rebecca was actively engaging in it by directing her former agent to pro to private to the private Instagram account, sending her screenshots of Mrs. Rooney's posts, drawing attention to items of potential interest to the press, and answering additional queries raised by the press via the agent. Oh my god. That's that's amazing. No, it was really incredible. Okay, well, now we're gonna talk about mine. Mine, it, should I just, it's a quote from a person. Should I read the quote and then I'll talk about it? Or do you want me to talk about it and then read the quote? Give me a headline. Start, start there. There's no headline. Okay. Like, I don't know how to put this. Like, this is, this is niche. I'm, I'm going to do one quick fact check. Um, this is, it's a niche, but like most people know about it. Okay. So, in Drag Race Season 3, Shangela and Mimi get in a fight. And if you don't watch Drag Race, that's fine, but you need to look up this clip because I watched Drag Race after seeing this clip. And they're getting in a fight because Mimi is, like, throwing a bunch of shade at Shangela. And then Shangela says, and I quote, I don't have a sugar daddy. I've never had a sugar daddy. If I wanted to have a sugar daddy, yes, I could probably go out and get one because I am what? Sickening. You could never have a sugar daddy because you are not that kind of girl. Baby, everything I've had, I've worked for and I have gotten myself. I bit myself up from the ground up. Oh, you bitch. And then she just like storms out. Maybe there's some sort of like physical violence. That was a really bad reading of it because I'm like kind of drunk now, but I swear <laughs> to God, it is the most incredible moment on television history. Like, I was on a trip in college and like we all kept being like, you could never have a sugar daddy. Why? Oh no, like if I wanted to have a sugar daddy, I could go out and get one. Why? Because I am what? Sickening. You could never have a sugar daddy because you are not that kind of girl. Like it's just like that, like, but the way that she delivers it, like she delivers it in a similar cadence to how I just delivered it, but I delivered it reading it. Like this is coming off the dome in yeah. the moment, which no, is like... like it's one thing to be funny in the sense that, like, you could do a one-liner. Or, like, yeah. you, you could say something funny in reply to, like, something someone else says. But to get... But to do a, a monologue, monologue off, off the cuff? The completely unscripted, unprompted, in the Talent. moment, fueled by rage. That's when I knew Shangela was a force to be reckoned with in the drag world. And if you don't watch Drag Race, you should. It's the best television out there. It's so good. It's so good. The the Sasha Valor. Oh. The Sasha Valor of it all. It's so good. It's so good. Because I am what? Sickening. Because I am what? Sickening. No, like, and I love her asking a rhetorical question, but she doesn't leave a beat. Like, she doesn't, like, leave a moment for people to be like, what are you? It's because I am what? Sickening. Like, immediate. Like, she just knew. And I'm like, yeah. Like, no, that was a know your worth moment for me. Yeah. I like Drag Race. <laughs> Drag Race UK. Is it really good? Guilty pleasure. Okay. 
if anyone's watching, sure, sure, sure. you know Bimini was robbed. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Anyways, um, we are, we're going to sign off because it's been two hours, eight minutes, and nine seconds. Um, I'm planning to go spin in the morning. I don't know how you're feeling about that. My, like, imminent concern is going to bed. Yeah. Go to bed. Go to bed. Go My to eminent bed. concern is eating a treat. And a little then, snack. And then going to bed on my couch. Um, so maybe I'll go at 10 to Seoul. I get so emotional, baby. Every time I think of you. You, you, you. Guys, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you don't know... What Look a HIPAA up, violation is. First of all, HIPAA violation. Google that. But if you don't know, <laughs> Sasha Valore, so emotional. The lip sync on Drag Race. It was so good. Look it up. That performance, I'm not even kidding, brings a tear to my eye every time I watch One it. One time I went, I went to, um, this is the one I'm going to leave you with. This was like the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely... Not even going to be anywhere near the realm no, of the craziest things around It's insane, it's insane. So one time I was at Levine. <laughs> like, oh, I know where this is going. On the top of the standard. With my friend over the summer, it's like... You mean, you mean... Le bon. Le bon. It's like a rooftop bar in New York, right? Used to be cool, now not it's so much. It's but like, whatever. So we go, and we got pretty drunk up there, and we're like, let's go have a nightcap somewhere else, because like, we got a table... Not like we got bottle service, like we got a reservation for a table and it was like a 90 minute reservation and then the time was up and we didn't want to just like stand. So we were like, okay, let's go get a nightcap somewhere and call it. So Levain is on top of the Standard Hotel, which is one of my favorite hotels in the city. Call it chuggy, call it tacky, I don't give a fuck what you say, I love it. And when we come downstairs, we're like, what if we got a nightcap in their little lounge, which is adjacent to their restaurant, which is all a part of the hotel. The lounge is having a drag performance that has just begun. So we're literally like, fuck yes, this is amazing. We've stumbled into a random drag performance for our nightcap. Like, what an amazing thing. It's like 10 p.m. on a Friday night, 10.30. So we sit down, we order drinks. We're like, we're like chatting with the drag performers because they're like obviously engaging with the audience. They're both amazing, gorgeous women. We're like chatting with them. They're like using us. They're like go off queens. They love us. They are doing such an incredible job. To my right and a little bit behind me is a table of multiple girls that I went to high school with that are in Veronica's grade that clearly were trying to get pregame drinks at the lounge in this hotel and did not know there would be a drag performance. And they clearly are somehow bigoted, homophobic, transphobic. I don't want to project that onto them, but they're acting like this is the strangest, most disgusting and disturbing thing they've ever seen in their lives. Despite the fact that they're literally sitting there drinking, like, okay, like, you could have gotten up. Like, I don't, literally don't know what you're doing. Let's just say, like, girlies, you know who you are, and we're dragging you. No, it's, it was embarrassing. Like, they were being rude. And it's the kind of thing of, like, if you didn't want to be there, and maybe this is what they were trying to do, but they weren't doing a good job of it, just, like, don't make, like, weirded out, like, unenthused faces when you're, like, literally in the front of this, like... Just be enthusiastic, pay your check when you're able to flag down a waiter, and then, like, very quietly and politely leave once one of the drag queens is done with her song. Like, it's not that hard, and the songs are three minutes long. And they're also really fucking good, and, like, you're being horrible. One of them, like, not one of them that I know, just, like, one of their friends, like, gets up to go to the bathroom and, like, completely interrupts the drag queen's, like, performance. 
and then is super drunk and like somehow unvisible to us. So the one drag queen is performing. She's performing. The other one, who's a black woman, is in like the area waiting behind her. And allegedly, what they tell us is that she like asks to touch her hair or does something like incredibly just like racist and not okay to do. And then basically gets called out for interrupting the performance by the drag performer who's performing. And while then after she interrupts, she goes and does the racist thing. Then afterward, after she gets called out, they like get up and like scurry out, like being so immature. And the drag queens are then making fun of them for the whole rest of the night, which was like an amazing comeback for them. But I felt so horribly that this was so disrespectful and rude. But what was insane about it is that I literally like, I I knew some of the people at the table and I was texting Veronica because like, I don't know them in a way of like, I would say hello, but I knew them in a way that they knew me and I knew them and they were in Veronica's class in high school. I am texting her like you will never guess what just happened. Like, it was an amazing night. Like these, these drag queens are just, they're doing their amazing. So all this is say like fucking respect your drag queens and tip them and don't be fucking racist and horrible. And if for some reason you find yourself at a drag performance, consider yourself lucky because you are lucky. And if for some reason you wouldn't like to be there because you have bad taste, be fucking respectful because people are trying to make a living and they're talented. And that's all I have to say. No, and also, like, watch Sasha Velour. <laughs> like, I feel Watch like, Drag Race. No, but there are some really good, like, if you're someone who wants to get into drag and, like, know about drag, like, look into Drag Race iconic moments because I feel like a lot of them are very, like, maybe palatable is a good word for people who don't know anything about drag. And, like, well, it's a good introduction. Yeah, it's a good introduction. And, like, drag is so important also to, like, the history of the queer community. Yes. That, like... First of all, we need to not only respect drag, but, like, it is important if you want to be an ally for the queer community to, like, understand drag and understand the importance of drag. So, like, be respectful, but also, like, go do some research. Yeah. The performances are amazing. There's so many good ones on YouTube. There's also tons of, like, documentaries that can take you to oh the my history God, of, so like... so many things. Voguing and ballroom. It's just... Long story short, information is out there. Go, go seize the world. Take it. And tip your drag queens. And stop complaining about Kim Kardashian in the Met Gala. In the dress. And also, like, next time your mom tells you like, to do something HIPAA violation. that you don't want to do, don't say fuck off. It's a little harsh. Say HIPAA violation. Like, at the end of the day, unless your mom's terrible and, like, you have all the right to say fuck off, like, labor is hard, like, I assume, at least, like. Maybe I'm just going to start pleading the fifth. Veronica, did you make your bed? I plead the fifth. My dad's like... I am invoking my Fifth Amendment rights. No, my dad's like... <laughs> my dad's like a lawyer. Like, tech by the technical sense of the term. Like, he doesn't, like, practice law. And he failed the bar once. But he passed. You know, like... He's not... He's not, like, an okay... He's not a practicing he's lawyer. He's not, like, a proper okay Cali. But, like, none of us could be. Okay That's a slate and a half. Says. My dad, though, like, is a lawyer, so if I think if I pleaded the fifth, he'd be like, you don't understand law. Yeah, no shit, I don't understand law. I'm not the one who went to law school. Yeah, King. <laughs> Grow up. That's your job. Grow up. Grow up. Go I might just bed. start saying that. <laughs> You're out of ten? Take it to a two. Go to bed. <laughs>
All right, we're done. We're done. I the fact that the thing that's really triggering me right now is that I have to listen through at least the second hour of this when we got drunk because like I need to. I get so emotional, baby. Every time I 